This is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Noah is out of town this week, and you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mice will play. So tonight, we're gonna eat right into the mix. We're gonna talk too loud. We're gonna be rude to the callers. What? We do that every week? Oh, then never mind. And now, here's the Metal Injection Livecast. No, that's not true. I'm not eating anything. Right into the mix. Right into the mix. Yeah, that means Rob dropping some things out of his mouth back into the party mix. Oh, it happens. He's eating. Uh, Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. Howdy, everybody. We are 25% leaner this week. Oh. Sadly, because Noah is gone. So many jokes. <laughs> She's the leanest of us by far, though, so we're probably way less than 25%. You're right. We're like 15% leaner. Yeah. Uh, but Rob, I'm here. My name is Rob. Here with Suicide Sydney. Fair enough. And Deathly Darren. I thought you were going to say Deicide Darren. Oh, that would have been a good one. And Deicide. Sabotage Sydney. And Regicide Rob. Rob. Oh. We had it coming. That's one of my favorite gags from The Simpsons. Remember that one when Regicide is mentioned? No, I'm gonna quiz you. I it's when Bart is in that rear window episode and he broke oh his leg. Oh my god! And he tries to call the cops and there's a whole menu. If, uh, if you know the name of the crime being committed, <laughs> press one. And he just slams the phone. Uh, you have selected regicide. <laughs> if you oh. know the name of the king or queen, that's being right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently learned about like patricide and. <laughs> Mattress Yeah, that's when you kill a mattress. Mm-hmm. You tear mm-hmm. the tag off. That's right. Is that still a thing? I remember that was like the hack stand-up comedian '80s joke talking about tearing the tag off a mattress. I think it just—it's uh, for the uh, the um, the retailer, right? I don't know. I don't think it's for like after you buy it, you can do whatever the fuck you well, want. These these it. newfangled Casper mattresses don't even have a tag, so yeah. that joke has had to, had to be retired. Sadly, yeah. Airplane food's still a thing, though. It's true. I don't get better. food on planes anymore. They give you, like, nuts. You got to pay for it. Or... Need, it needs to be, like, a crazy long flight. You do have to pay for it, but also some of these flights don't even have it to pay for. They have, like, snacks. They don't have a sandwich or anything. Mm. You get some last chips. Was, my last flight was Vegas. They didn't. All they had was, like, like cook little bag of cookies and a little Gross. bag of chips. Gross. And here we are doing airplane yeah. food material right yeah. after making fun of how hacked that we're, is. Well, here's the thing. We're not doing material. We're telling stories. Yeah, that's true. section live cast. And you can be a part of the show. 213-WIDE-NUT, 213-943-3688. That's the phone number. Give us a ring-a-ding-ding if you want. What do we have on the docket today, Raba? Well, we have lots of fun. We might have a special guest call in if this person responds to my text message oh no (laughs) uh but uh beyond that we have a bunch of stories i finally did did see the uh michael jackson oh yes oh i did want to follow up on this Mm -hmm. because i watched it basically immediately after the show last week because i i was just so curious from the talk yeah darren did you watch both parts or just yes okay well well, not in a row because i couldn't yeah no i I had to i I could only do one of one part a night because it is, you know, you you go through something. I feel watching that. It is a tough yeah. watch. It's intense. Like I don't, I can't think of any other instance of uh, a movie or a television show where there's that much of a prolonged, uh, detailed explanation of child abuse. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you? I mean, uh, maybe there is, but I, I can't. One doesn't come to mind. There I, probably is, but it takes a star like Michael Jackson to get me to watch it. <laughs> so even in in death. Uh, it was a few things that we didn't touch on uh, last week, <laughs> oh, oh, so to speak. Um, I thought it was. First of all, it was really sad how it was clear that both of the men who were talking about being molested by him clearly still had a lot of affection for Michael Jackson. It even says, uh, one of them says how conflicted he is because he knows that it's wrong to still have affection for him. But wow, like he's, I mean, it it makes sense because like Michael Jackson is that charismatic. Like, I can, And also it's your childhood hero yeah. and then, you know, you have all these assumed positive memories but i like to think that like if i think of who my childhood heroes are like let's say james hetfield in entertainment Mm -hmm. i mean i I still think if james hetfield was touching my (laughs) peepee i wouldn't know that it was wrong at the time Uh, i you know what i mean like but i understand again like i i can't put myself in that situation so i don't know yeah but i can i mean michael jackson is that that charismatic, you know, he, it, it, that he's Michael Jackson, where that one kid was just like, "Oh, the train, we had sex there, we had sex, like just every the movie room, theater, we had sex, the there. projection booth of the movie theater, we had sex, his there. bedroom, the closet of his bedroom." It's a deleted scenes DVD that's two hours long. Where Seriously, it's him saying every it was, room, it was the longest there. bit. It, I mean, there's like a, a virtual tour of Neverland where you go room to room and oh. just did they have sex here? Yes or no? And it's just always yes. <laughs> you, they give you a UV light. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, so the first part of the documentary ends essentially when like Michael Jackson is over both of them. Like he's moved they've on. Gotten, they've aged out. Yeah. Michael Jackson was over it. Not even so much that they aged out because he still has sex with them after this. That's happens. true. He's just found he's new, found newer new, meat. Yeah. Ingenue to, uh, yeah. to, to parade around. And I felt like that's honestly when I mean it was all disgusting, but like when you're like when he started fucking with their emotions the way like like a a, a jilted lover would. Yeah. That's when I was like, this is next level abuse. This isn't just physical abuse now. This is crazy emotional abuse to children who cannot process why they're feeling the way they're yeah. feeling, mm-hmm. and, and that really fucked me up. And and that's when the the first one ends, and I'm like. Well, okay. Like there was just two hours of of physical abuse descriptions. Mm-hmm. How can they possibly keep this going for two more hours? And man, do they keep it going? Yeah. Well, it gets it, worse in a way. It, it does get worse. I think the second half is even harder to watch because it's way more emotional abuse. And it's yeah, it's after it's after he gets caught and or not a caught, but he gets accused of a crime right. by somebody else, a third party, by the, the by the the person who replaced. Uh, one of them, which which was so it was interesting that he was even Wade Robson was the one who was replaced by this uh, Gordy kid, whatever Jordy? Jordy Jordy Chandler. I wanted to ask you: Were uh, the two guys in this movie, like the main uh, uh, accusers, were they ever at the same time being abused by Michael Jackson, or did he go? Yes. From- one to the other. At the same time, you mean like no, not in the same together, room, or like, just were they in a they, relationship? They met as the kids before. Yeah, they had met once or twice at like yeah, parties at party. that never went. But they were yeah. not the main kid at the same time, right? No, they were because like, oh, one of them is is older than the other. Wade Robson think, is young, right. like a few years younger. But he didn't have like a harem of these two kids, right? <sighs> I, they don't know. They don't really go into like specific time. It's sort of 
Yeah. Maybe they do go into the time details, but like you're so dazed by right. the horror stories that I feel it's like I missed of, a lot. Because I wondered that too, but it isn't really discussed in any detail. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure he had like a rotation. Yeah. That he would just Ugh. bring in and out. It wasn't only one kid for like a couple of years. Yeah. There's probably. Well, that's the thing. So then, yeah, yeah. he. What was crazy is when this one kid accuses him. Suddenly now he starts being really nice to yeah. both of these kids that yeah. he's like forgotten about because he needs them to testify mm-hmm. in his favor. And like the kids buy it because they're like, oh my God, finally oh. he's paying attention to me again. Like this is what I wanted. And also he, he says something very interesting, which is that uh, he, he envisioned Michael Jackson in jail mm-hmm. and how quickly he would die. And he, he couldn't take that. Or yeah, how that, was, that was the second trial. Right, that right. was already the second trial. This is the first one yeah, when, they're okay, still, yeah. when they're still kids. But he also told them, if I got caught for this, we'd both go to jail for the rest of our lives. Right. I did say that, yeah. Oh, well, how, can, oh how can you do this to a child? I mean, there's, I, so, there's so much well, of that. Right. Like, oh, he already like, by this two point, children. Yeah, so I guess yeah, I can't. By this point. But like the emotional abuse, like it's almost like the physical abuse. I, I can't say it makes sense, but it's like I can... You can understand it as a sickness. Yeah. yeah. But like the emotional abuse is like, wow, that's so fucked up. Like that's taking it to another level. Yeah, it's all self-preservation. Yeah. It also, to me, takes away the outs that he has to say, not an out. I mean, he should still be punished for it. But like you said, he, when you were a pedophile, right, you can say, I am just fucking sick and I can't control myself. But when you make that decision to like, all right, now I'm going to act on your, I'm going to right to act on it, but I'm going beyond that and saying when they, he's manipulating them now Mm -hmm. into not getting him in trouble. You've now become not a psychopath. You are a, like you're conscious of what you're doing. It's premeditated and calculated. You're right. It's not a, to me, it's not a sickness anymore. You're going above and beyond that into like, the, uh, unredeemable. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I can't understand that as a sickness anymore when you've done that. Yeah, it's awful. And I can't understand these. Pa- like you said it a hundred times. I know we're repeating ourselves, but the parents, like one of the mothers at the end, is very contrite and like she realized she. Robson's mom, right? The Australian yeah. one. No, the other one. She says, "I fucked up." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And she says, uh, "I understand now that I fucked up. I was a terrible mother. I have to bear this guilt for the mm-hmm. rest of my life." The other one is still like, uh, what he did was wrong, but I had no way of like knowing that or anything. Like, fuck you. And that's the one that also her husband killed himself. So they're just. Yeah, she took. I felt the so. Away. Oh, man. She was so. She was in love with bamboozled. Michael Jackson, too. She, yeah. They, all of them were. Yeah. yeah the parents she, were just as much as the kids. She moved the family away from well, the husband. I th- well, I think also it was. To, because of her son's career the one thing i do give that mom credit for is once they moved to la and she realized okay this is the fantasy is a bit of a fantasy mm-hmm. it's not it's not a true reality and if i want my son to make it in this career that i fucking moved halfway across the world for uh we need to step it up ourselves so at least she had that kind of uh foresight and he did eventually get a huge yeah, career yeah. you know so uh the creepiest part, which we did not go through of the molestation, the worst was when this Wade Robson sees him again when he's 14, post-puberty now, and then Michael Jackson tries to anally penetrate him oh, yeah. without oh. without any warning. And also, I want, uh, and also, this is already the second story of attempts of anal penetration because the other kid said when they were when he was younger, he tried it and 
the kid just really didn't like it and he asked him to stop and so they never mm-hmm. broached it right. and so he tried again with this guy wade robson mm-hmm. and then which in and of itself is already so fucked up and he was like oh i was in pain i didn't like it so we just went back to making out or whatever and and, and finished up then the next day no. his mom gets a call from michael jackson's head of security being like, where is Wade? We need to talk. We need to see Wade right away. We need Wade- his drawers. Yeah. Wade goes to see Michael Jackson. He's like, where is your underwear? There might have been blood. I don't mean it. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I just want everyone to know. It's just insane. It's insane. I just can't process it. You need to go home, find your underwear, and get rid of them because then we're you know this could be terrible and this is also while, while a trial is going on while that trial is going on my question is so in that period between when wade went home and no, then so the it wasn't next his period day, he <laughs> fucked him in it the was, ass it was, was blood, blood from that yeah. but like what happened to make michael jackson remember oh wait his underwear oh shit yeah. gotta get that like was he, that a realization he came to himself did he was he was telling like, yeah did he tell his some associate guard? about his exploits and then the security guard was like oh you need to get that kid's underwear no, I, he, here's like, what i think happened i think he fucks these boys he has a ritual afterward where he mm-hmm. goes around and meticulously cleans everything and the underwear weren't there mm-hmm. and he started freaking out so he uh he had this head of security get him and you know get him on the phone and they had to dispose of that blood, uh, blood-soaked uh, BVDs. Yeah, uh, it's so. Uh, that's the other question. Like, what ended up happening to this entire? He had this like entire staff, basically, that was like just complicit, mm-hmm. either like completely knowingly or sort of knowingly, where they like knew something was up that they had to cover up for, but they weren't sure what and didn't so. ask. Yeah. But like, there's this whole network of people. That sustained this shit. Like, what happened to them? God only knows. Well, that's well, the maid uh, testified against him in the second. Yeah, thing, but like but the ones who didn't, them, the one yeah. who were like just the rounding up bloody underpants. Like, what happened to them? They're still just walking the streets. They're just, they're good. Rubu. Yeah, rounding yeah. up bloody underpants. Oh, Rubu Raba. Rubu Raba. Rubu Raba. Rubu Raba. I do not want to be associated with this. Please, thank you. Too late. Um. Here's another thing that I didn't it's not really explicitly stated in this movie, but you know, you got to think that when Michael Jackson first calls and says you got to you got to testify for me and then they go the the second time they both go I don't feel comfortable doing that. Right. And he goes, "Okay, I would not sleep for weeks after that because this guy's worth a billion fucking dollars. Yeah. He can have you disappeared like that if he but wants But I guess to. saying you're not going to testify for him doesn't mean you're going to go testify against He's him. He's clearly not a stable But yeah, that's being, also though. true. Yeah. I just, didn't even think about that. Right? I mean, I mean this guy can buy the world. It makes you, I'm sure, given that, and given that some of this stuff still came out, there's probably a ton of shit we don't even know about 100%. that he did. 100%. Maybe he did disappear some people, and we don't know because they were disappeared. And you know what? What really strikes me is that, like every single story, is the same. The two people who, the two kids who brought him to trial, or one went to trial, one didn't because it settled. Yeah. But those two kids said the exact same thing that these two adults mm-hmm. said. 
So to me, there's like no doubt that there he, were yeah there were insane specific details about yeah. his fetishes mm-hmm. and about how his dick looks. I yeah. mean, it was details I mean, beyond just the fetishes. Yeah, and they true. didn't have they didn't have a chance to coordinate their stories. Like they didn't they didn't really know each they other. They met at the premiere of the of the film. Right. Mm. So what did they do at the film? Yeah. Like sit there and well, I mean, was, their parts were already recorded. Yeah, oh, you're so. talking about the documentary film. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my so, but he, what I notice about this movie now, the reaction to this movie is like a lot of people who are going like, "Okay, now I I believe Michael Jackson was a pedophile," like what? I mean, better late than never, but it, yeah, isn't like, it like the same? It's just more detail, right? If I could, if I could uh, elaborate on that statement, go ahead. It's like now it is irrefutable that he's a pedophile. like before but it's the it was same like, thing. Like we had we we had. Two instances of well, we talked about this last week a little bit. The media was media itself wasn't right. as big, and so it was much easier to like avoid the story and just. I'm not it. even saying those people are wrong. Like I feel I questioned it yeah. too in the old days. Yeah, absolutely. Not that I, but I never denied that he could be a pedophile. But I always said like you know I could see him just being a weird person. Yeah. But I want to know why seeing it in a documentary makes it like more believable to me too. I feel like now I, I also I'm putting myself in that too. Right. Like, well, I, I think it's someone that. telling you the same thing over and over for four hours. You're like, all right, all right, I get it. Yeah. And you just know? because before it was just like these anonymous accusers that you didn't see them, you didn't know their story really in detail. It was just this nebulous thing. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're looking them in the eye and they're telling you like detail by detail what happened. It makes it a lot more real. So now, how do you feel about um, like now hearing Michael Jackson music? Does that change it for you? I mean, I've thought he was a child molester since like what the early mid '90s. So all right, but, all right. Let me rephrase. It was that. problematic to me even back then. So even so, like, but even back then, did you like? Can you not hear Thriller now? Or I'm not putting it, it on. I'm not going to run from a room if it comes on. But I would never seek any of his stuff out. I was just reading that they're taking the. Um, the uh, Michael Jackson episode mm-hmm. out of The Simpsons. Yep, mm-hmm. they pulled it. Some stations are pulling his music. Which, once again, like, why now? Like, we've yeah. known this shit about him. Didn't What year did that Simpsons episode come out? Uh, 93-ish, two? So before or after the first trial, almost. Probably situation. right around the same time. Let me see. Because even in that moment, it was probably at least a little bit problematic. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't have a strong feeling on if his music should or shouldn't be played uh it's weird like i don't know if people want to listen to it go ahead it's 91 so okay so before yeah it's before any allegations came out. uh but he was still hanging around with boys and and it was like visible and but media. at least then we sort of all had plausible deniability we could sort of play dumb because nobody had actually said anything we're just like oh this is a bit peculiar rich people okay yeah. but, but then is... after that first trial like <clears throat> it's just crazy to me like he got away with it he... yeah he got away with it. He lived 50 years. Yeah. I guess maybe because he died young, though. Like, I feel like if he lived another 10 or 15 years, right. he'd be locked up. And also, he got away with it the second time because of this guy, Wade Robson, because right. specifically mm-hmm. because his testimony contradicted the maid's testimony because the maid said that she saw Wade and Michael Jackson's underwear on the floor while she heard the shower on. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, well, what are they doing? You know, they're showering right. naked. But he said it didn't happen. Uh, he said it never happened and, and, and all that. And the story of him telling his family, of him 
coming out to his family with the truth. Uh, and just how he... It was also crazy to me how the way that it both it hit both of them uh, of what had actually happened to them mm-hmm. because they were both having these depression mm-hmm. fits is that like having a child and having the image of Michael Jackson do that to their child for both of them is what like tipped them off like holy shit this is wrong this was wrong yeah. this whole time I thought this was this was not a big deal. Well, it, they did. There was also like after the four hours of the documentary, there was an interview special where Oprah interviewed the two of them. And one of them, I think it was it, not the non Wade Rob, the non famous one. James or Jimmy or whatever. Yeah. Name. Safe Chuck. Yeah. He said something to the effect of like when this stuff happens to you when you're a little kid, it's just what happens. So you don't really internalize it as much. But then when you have your own kid, you see yourself in them and then you it's all completely recontextualized and you realize, oh, shit, I was this kid's age when that happened to me. Now I know how innocent and helpless my kid is. So I must have also been. Wow. He said and that it, in, the, in the movie, too. Oh, OK. The, um, yeah. The safe Chuck guy. OK. Yeah. Um, I actually think Wade Robson said that. Okay, then maybe uh, Safe Chuck ripped him off in the post-interview. By the way, Leroy wants oh, no. to know uh, what Michael Jackson's dick actually looked. Was it ever known what it looked like, or did the kid just say he saw it? It must have been. It's probably in like the testimony, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the movie. They didn't talk no. about it. They didn't show his penis in the no. movie. They didn't talk about it in the movie. Um, Dig him up. The testimony or the... He's a skeleton. skeleton Well, and this this kind of parlays into another thing I wanted to quickly mention was that uh, Pete Davidson had a bit. Oh, yeah. Use your microphone voice. Pete Davidson had a bit on SNL. Love that guy. This week where he was talking about uh, if you aren't going to be listening to Michael Jackson or R. Kelly anymore... Because they're pedophiles, then you also can no longer support the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. It's just a few yeah. bad apples, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the Don't church is demanding an apology. As The they, church is furious. They have like a guy specifically, his whole job is to just every couple days come uh, out and demand somebody apologize. Is it Bill, Bill Donahue that fat Probably. Bastard? Oh, I hate it's that guy It's almost so always bad. that guy. It's the Catholic Church's Diocese of Brooklyn that released a statement. Uh, And and it's ridiculous. They they demand an immediate apology and they say, quote, uh, apparently, apparently the only acceptable bias these days is against the Catholic Church. Why is Thor Shredstein the uh, archbishop? I don't know. Uh, which uh, just right there, the only acceptable bias these days is uh, the only people you're allowed to make fun of anymore is the Catholic Church. Apparently. Oof, oof, Maron, they're gonna be talking about us again. <laughs> the faithful of our church are disgusted by the harassment by those in news and entertainment, and this sketch offends millions. The mockery of this difficult time in the church church's oh, history they're the real victims. serves oh, no purpose. Church. He goes. He continues, the clergy sex abuse crisis is shameful and no one should ever get the la- get a laugh at the expense of the victims who have suffered irreparably. No one well, is doing yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah. weren't. Yeah, the joke wasn't aimed at the victims. The joke was aimed at how the church. Here we hear one of the victims. Oh, no. Yeah, this is a double joke. Yeah. 
The Diocese of Brooklyn strives every day to ensure that sexual abuse by clergy never happens again. Okay, like, I just want to cut you off there because even if that's true, I mean, that's fine. Like, let's say this particular church is totally altruistic and they fight sexual abuse. Know. They protect all their children in their flock or whatever. The church has been so shitty in this area in yeah. general. You just got to take the L. Yeah. Like, you got to take the yeah. L. You got to say, you know what? We're doing a good job on our part, but I get why people yeah, have we this understand. perception. That's the deal. We're trying to make it better. Take the L. Yeah. what you got to do. Like, I want to see this guy's, like, statements that he's released demanding that the molesters apologize. Have we well, had any of those? Hold on. Just I, wa- I want to point out uh, this. Well, the, 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 all the molesters are busy. Uh, they're still hired by the church. They, he's probably one of them. They probably reassigned one to, like, the copy desk. To the communications <laughs> office? Yeah. I want to read this they next sentence. can't touch any boys there. <laughs> This next sentence is the most absurd. It is likely that no other institution has done more than the Catholic Church to combat and prevent sexual abuse. Well, yes, they have the closest. They pull the the priests right off the boys' assholes. (laughs) They have access that no one else has. Uh, I want to read that again because it's unbelievable. It's the most ridiculous sentence. Larry, Peter, Joseph, come in here. Let's give him the old heave hole. (laughs) Pry him away, boys. Oh, he's locked on tight. (laughs) We've got to prevent child sexual abuse. It's likely that no other institution has done more than the Catholic Church to combat and prevent sexual abuse. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Well, what one institution can do more to prevent it when it's happening in their fucking church all the time? It's like saying the Nazis did more than anybody else to prevent overpopulation. (laughs) It's like, oh, gee, thanks, guys. Technically... What? Oh, could do we have that guy's name that wrote that? He's probably within a few blocks of us. Let's see. The, uh... Frankie Palmieri. Oh my God! Ah! He went to the library, banged out a podcast and a press All right, release. <laughs> All right, where's that dick? John Quaglione. Oh. And not defending Harvey Weinstein at all, but. Not defending the Catholic old. Church uh, at all, but I wonder if he's got any R. Kelly and Michael Jackson takes. Who, Frankie? Yeah, he's probably uh, gonna do a cover song. Hey, uh, you, I mean, I. Because <laughs> the next time I'm speaking oh. as a male, <laughs> in stores Tuesday. <laughs> oh, Frankie. <laughs> so, did you find that guy? The diocese. It was yeah. John Quaglione. John Quaglione. I know, but I meant like, did you look him up? thought that's oh, what you were no. doing over there. Did he ever write any press releases about metal injection being anti-Christian, anti-Catholic? So what that guy's saying essentially is that, um, you know, everyone, it's okay to criticize the Catholic Church, but he, he, he misses the way that it used to be. <laughs> 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 we just don't feel the same. I miss when the Catholic Church couldn't be criticized. <laughs> All right, enough of that. That guy probably is an agnostic fun fan. He went to uh, high school with Vinny Stigma. I'm not a fan of the front. I like the back a little oh. better. <laughs> oh, my God. Agnostic bottom. Uh. 
Can I just say, going back a few moments to when Rob said about the documentary when he started his statement with the thing that upset me the most, I thought he was going to go into how uh, testicles were never mentioned in the whole four hours. And then it's like perfectly stretchable and he never did anything. He missed a golden opportunity, that man. He truly was sick. I, I, I don't like bars with long testicles. <laughs> Sorry, it. Rob. Because stop. Because they, they get under my knees. <laughs> I get in the way. <laughs> oh, Rob. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, what a time! What a time it was. And we had people in the like our Discord and on our Twitter defending Michael Jackson this week, which was really I remember. Well, yeah. there's been a lot of me. people coming out. Trying to call these guys liars, yeah. which kind of I, I went down a rabbit hole of these these conspiracies and uh, trying to see like, OK, well, what are they saying? You mm-hmm. know? What's the proof? And the like, apparently I, there has been nothing on this Jimmy guy that I've seen. But on Wade Robson, what happened was after he had this realization, he tried to sue Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Well, be clear was, what you mean by realization. Uh, of, of the abuse. He okay, tried to okay. sue the estate because this is already after Jackson was dead. He tried to sue the estate for uh, the emotional. I feel like damage. that was a bad move. To I agree it was a bad move. He and sort it, of oh. had a justification for it in the Oprah interview. What did he say? Where he said it was really about the money. It was just to so this wouldn't be like brushed under the rug or like you know, just to keep it in the spotlight. What he did. Should have sued him for one dollar then. Yeah. Well, anyway, the judge threw it out because the statute of limitations mm. had, had been passed, but made it clear that it did not mean that he was wrong. That he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so because of that, a lot of people use that as proof that, oh, he's just doing it for the trying to say that he's just doing it for the money mm-hmm. that like. But then oh, he didn't get the money and he's still saying his, it, so. his story didn't match up. And I'm like, all right, how did his story not match yeah. up? And the, in his testimony. For this trial, or for mm-hmm. one of the trials, he wrote. He said that Michael Jackson touched him on the third day that they hung out, and then in the movie he said he touched him on the second. Day. Oh well, then. So that's it. Case closed. <laughs> or like uh, he said they had that dinner at his house the night before his testimony mm-hmm. uh, at Michael Jackson's house the night before his testimony, where his uh, nephew, Michael Jackson's nephew, is claiming that that dinner happened after his testimony. Which it's just like okay, okay. what and, it, yeah, like and how does that? It's just like if there's this one lie, it's all a lie. Wade Robson know. is the Michael Cohen of people who have been molested. To me, it's like how much money uh, do you? Is it worth? I don't think it's worth that much money to have to either lie to your entire family like that or get your entire family in on the lie and have to do this and have to deal with these people calling you a lie and getting death threats constantly. Yeah. It's like, which he is. And, and I think you mentioned this last week. If this is the case, where are the other people being accused of being yeah. child molesters? Yeah, how come it's just always Michael Jackson? Where are all these others that people want their money? He's dead and he's still getting accused. Meanwhile, we've got all these living celebrities that never get accused of it. <laughs> It's it's ridiculous. Like the people defending Michael Jackson, like to what he's dead. It doesn't matter if you want to go on listening to him. Fine. 
yeah. whatever. Like, you don't have to go on Reddit and YouTube and Twitter and shame these victims. Like, what do you gain from that? And frankly, even in the alternate universe where he's still alive, mm-hmm. what do you gain from it? No. Nothing. Yeah. You, you you get to listen to his music without feeling bad about it. Yeah, that's right. Re- it's they're just this, th- these are the hoops people need to jump through to justify still listening to Off the Wall. <laughs> it was a great album. Yeah, but there's just there's others. Just listen to Justin Timberlake. It's a pretty good facsimile. Well, we don't know what he did. True. <laughs> He's probably got. <laughs> Wade some Robson wrote some songs on that. Justin yeah. Timberlake he did all the choreography. It's pretty ridiculous. Crimea River was about that time Michael Jackson tried the butt stuff. Oh, no. Oh, come on. What? I'd cry. It hurt. But it's not about himself crying. It is. Oh. Oh, it's a metaphor. Yes. I see. It's a good song, though. Very good song. Speaking of good songs, a collection of good songs is coming this month from Whitechapel. The band is set to release their new album, The Valley, via Metal Blade Records. Anyone throwing the valley on for the first time will immediately recognize it as a work of Whitechapel. Yet, as has been the case with each release from the band, there's also an evolution in play. Uh, I really, really dig the sounds that they're putting out. It's, you know, they're doing the Whitechapel sound and also trying to throw a little more sludge, a little more doomy stuff. Uh, the singles so far have been awesome. And you can catch the band on tour with Dying Fetus, Revocation, Fallujah, and many more this spring. Purchase your copy of The Valley right now at MetalBlade.com slash Whitechapel. Really excited to see those guys on the road. We have a voicemail here uh, from Chuck Blandington. Should we play this? Oh, really quickly because we have our uh, special guest. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. It's not long. Here we go. This is your announcer, Chuck Blandington, with a painful admission. I, too, was molested by Michael Jackson. He put his fingers in my USB port and licked my motherboard. Oh, that's a shame. I think he meant to say USB. (laughs) He must have been like a Tandy back then. (laughs) Blandy the Tandy, oh my God! (laughs) That makes sense. Him too. It's two. All right, well, let's transition to happier times. We have a very special guest on the line. Calling it right now, we have the singer of uh, Cradle of Filth, Danny Filth. Very exciting. Yo. Hey. Uh, is this Hello. D- Hello, Danny. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for uh, coming out, coming on the air with us here on the Metal Injection Livecast. My name is Rob, here with Sid. Hello. And Darren. That's me. And I want to mention that Cradle of Filth, you guys are on the road right now with uh, Wednesday 13 and Raven Black for a North American tour. You're hitting up a bunch of towns in the U.S. and Canada. And is it fun to be back on the road? Do you enjoy the road? Well, absolutely. Um, Last year, we undertook sort of half. It's like the first leg of the Cryptoriana World Tour. and it didn't really take in everywhere that we wanted to go to in the States because it was sandwiched between South America and um, somewhere else, <laughs> Asia and then Australia, etc. So it was had its designated kind of slot. So we were always under the impression, you know, we, we really wanted to come back 
through a second leg, touch all the places we obviously hadn't been the first time. Um, and in the meantime, we changed management, which had kind of greased the wheels somewhat. So that was our first sort of prerogative was to say like, yeah, we want to do a bunch more touring. We're writing the new album, but we don't feel like we've fully committed to, uh, to a new album until we finished, you know, playing the last one live. So uh, have you taken a break from the writing or, or do you guys try to brainstorm no, ideas no, on no, the road? No, 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 not at all. No, no, we, well, I guess touring is a break. I mean, we're right. not working on it as prolifically as we would be if we were at home, but we're working on it. And uh, I don't know, it's good to, after a, a few months off, it's good to be back out on the road with your touring family and your band. Uh, and I think that just build, that builds a lot of bridges and, then it helps the writing process anyway. Understood, yeah. And, you know, uh, the band itself, your, your debut album is celebrating its 25th anniversary year on the verge of 30 years as a band. How, how does... She's just makes so old. <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how do you keep it fresh? How do, how do, you, how do you keep... Uh, I, I, mo I don't want to say motivated, but, like, what, what, keeps it, what keeps it going for? Um... Or is it just, is it like all you Cold know at this point? cash. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, if, that, nice. if, if that were true, then uh, I'd be a plumber. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's we, we, as a band, as a lineup that we've got currently, uh, which has been in effect now for like five, six years, uh, we're just really good friends. Uh, we like the same sort of music. Well, we like a, a lot of different music, but we seem to share similar tastes. We, we, we do a lot of sightseeing on trying to know sounds ridiculous, but we bond as a band and it's fun to hang out with. You don't get on the bus and think, oh, it's that knob end again. Oh, God, I just want to go to bed. You know, <laughs> it, it, we have fun. We're trying to embrace the, the, the lifestyle a little bit. So, yeah, it's a revitalized band. And uh, every now and then, I guess it's like life, you know, every now and then you've got to change your wife. Did I say that? That's <laughs> awful. But yes. I, you, you're speaking your truth, which is what we thinking. appreciate. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so have you done any sightseeing on this tour have you checked out any of the sites that america well, not a great deal i mean we're only on like day five but we, we stopped off in uh medford i think middle of nowhere but a good middle of nowhere because we managed to get out and check out um captain marvel at the cinema oh well, um, what's your review las vegas yeah did a bit of sight hey what's your review of the captain marvel movie what did I think of it? Yes. Is that yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. It wasn't as uh, glitzy and glamorous as uh, you'd think it would be, you know, expense-wise. Mm. But it was fun, you know, and low-key. Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. Cool. So uh, were you saying that there were other, other sightseeing that you were doing? Or... Well, not really. We really haven't had the time thus far. Nice. But normally, yeah, normally we'll, we'll look ahead and go, right, well, that's cool. We're going to... I don't know. We're going to like Dallas. We want to see where uh, JFK was shot. You know that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's good that you. Not necessarily it. just because of that. <laughs> now, are there are there any food example. destinations that you you look forward to when we're going to this town? We have to hit. We have to get this sort of food. Anything like that or food? Yeah. Do you guys are you guys foodies? You food. Yes. Are you guys foodies or or more just looking for touristy stuff? Well, yeah, we definitely need food to live. <laughs> but, yeah, no, touristy stuff. I touristy stuff, I guess, yeah. And uh, I noticed uh, uh, we, were, we were looking in the news today. There was a big 
Brexit vote. And, and being dumb Americans, we're like so confused. What's going on with the Brexit thing? Do you keep up with, with the, the politics that's going on over there? Do I, you think, have a stance I, think, I think you probably know more about Brexit than the, the British people do. <laughs> that's, why we, well, that's, like, that's why they're such a sort of conundrum about the whole thing. And everybody's like a, bit, a little confused about what we were told, what we weren't told, the assumptions that were made, how we're going to get out of it. I've actually given up on it, literally given up on it. I don't really care anymore. It, I've heard it so much. It's just awful. I, I believe it. I, I, w- I would feel the same way because it just seems like th- there's nothing happening and it, it's just all talk all the time. So it's like, yeah, it's just stalemate. I mean, if it, if it does, it's never going to go to the point where everybody's going to start leaving London and, you know, like they're saying about all these companies going to pull out of London. It's like one of the biggest, uh, you know, hubs in, in, in Europe. Uh, I can't see that happening and I can't see the British people having to get passports to visit every country in Europe. That'd just be bloody ridiculous and a waste of everybody's time. And then you just lost a load of tourism as well. Everybody would be like, well, I can't be asked going over there if I've got to get a passport. Yeah. And, and, and as, as a musician, I'm sure it would make your Oh my God, career. I can't believe we're actually speaking. We're speaking about bloody Brexit. No, <laughs> I swore blind. I would never do it again. I apologize. drawn into it. I, I apologize. We will move on immediately. But anyway, about Brexit. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, I want to ask, you know, I, I know you have eclectic music taste. Do you listen to, to anything on the road or is anything uh, catching your ear at the moment? Uh, this phone's touching my ear. I'm holding <laughs> it to it. At the immediate moment, um, yes. No, it's just a bunch of stuff, really. Uh, doing a bunch of work on tour, so soundtracks. I can't have someone screaming in my ear, you know, when I'm, when I'm working, but... Uh, last year, I really enjoyed uh, the new Craft album, black metal band Craft, uh, called White Noise and Black Metal, which is fantastic. I uh, love the new Prodigy album, love the new Ghost album. Um, the new Alcest record was good. A bunch of stuff. I everything. mean, that's that's more than Soundtrack, enough. That's great. You, know. uh, you mentioned the pro- that that was that's that's more than enough uh, recommendations. You don't have to rack the brain. For any more than that, okay. <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, Prodigy. I did. I, I wanted to ask if you if you knew uh, Keith uh, at all, and if you had any thoughts on that. Uh, only briefly. Um, met him a few times, um, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend knows him. Well, knew him, knew him quite well for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, just sad the whole passing thing it just seems totally unnecessary agreed i was i was very bummed and, and selfish selfishly as well because i was excited they were coming back to the states to, to see them live because i feel like they're an underrated act um a- another thing I, w- I wanted to mention was there's a, in the metal scene there's a lot of controversy right now over this lords of chaos movie i'm not sure if you had, had a chance oh, yeah. to watch it but it seems people are mad at just the idea that a movie about a very movie-esque story mm. was being made. Did like how do you feel about? I uh, know, but these people need. To, yeah, yeah, these people need to get over it. I mean, with Jesus Christ, it's a story they're waiting to happen. And of course, when you're going to make a movie, it's not going to be true to life. You know, when you see a movie, you don't see people go to the toilet, do you? When have you ever seen <laughs> anybody randomly just go go and use the bathroom? There's because quite a it, few German films you know, that's where real life. you know who to ask. Well, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. We won't go into that. But you know what I mean. <laughs> 
they're, of course, they're going to Hollywood it. They're going to glorify it. They're going to make it a little bit more, you know, of an enduring watch. There's going to be a lot of people going, really? This is so fucking boring. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's a good... I think it's going to be quite good. I've heard really funny things about it, good and bad. Um, I quite like the fact that the director chose uh, sort of uh, a, a gay, fat Jewish person oh. to uh, to play Vark. I was I just going to say that. That's my <laughs> favorite thing about um, this movie. But apparently, and apparently, you know, like a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, we're not going to let you put this out. We're not going to put music on it. And it, I think that's just kind of spoiled the mu- movie from the off, really, that there actually is no like proper black metal in it as such. Uh, actually, know? there is. Uh, uh, Mayhem did initially say that they wouldn't allow their music in it. But... Oh, okay. I heard that there was only, um, like, you know, a little bit of battery or something. Uh, no, no, no. There's, uh, they have a, a, a Freezing Moon in there uh, because Jonas, the director, reached out to Mayhem. He reached out to the families and he explained what he's trying to do and uh, and they were cool with it. And even Attila's son appears in the movie. So... Uh, yeah, there is. There has been a lot of misconceptions oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about it, uh, but I, I saw it, and I, I definitely think it's worth a watch. It is. There are parts that are very, very funny and farcical and and silly, and then it's like it, it it's very gruesome and, and and like literally brutal, not like jokingly brutal. Like it was intense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. So it should be good. I was going to say, at the risk of uh, how bad the Brexit question bombed, I want to ask a little something a little offbeat, which is that we have, as, as an American-based show, we have an inordinate amount of American-based uh, fans that are really love English football. And I was going to ask if you're actually uh, into that or not. And if you have a, a favorite Yeah, yeah, team. yeah, I am, yeah. Since birth, unfortunately, my team is a, a team called Queen's Park Rangers. Okay. Who... Uh, currently in the championship so that's like the second division mm-hmm. and they like sort of kind of perpetually inhabit uh the sort of mid-table mark oh, okay so you know they're they're an okay team but you know it's something that's in your blood since birth so and i play soccer well you call it soccer we call it football right. then the way you call it american football because they pick it up with their hands makes no <laughs> sense um they call it throw ball the uh the soccer fans here yeah should be called throw ball um <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I play it once a week. We've got a we've got a team, like oh. a seven aside team. Well, we we play each other really for the, initially, but uh, called the Metal Gods. So everybody who plays it is involved in the metal scene. So I always wonder about like um, how it works because our our sports are very different. Like the 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 way the standings work are very different. Like when you're a, t- a fan of a team that either that is mediocre or like God forbid gets relegated, like you know you have no hope of anything during the season do you root for any of the other teams or do you just hate them all so much that you want them all to die in a plane crash yeah pretty much the second one <laughs> uh you mentioned the 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 me- well, no, that is a sore, sore topic seen as uh the guy that was heading toward um cardiff died in a plane crash is that right I, oh. I made an insensitive joke without knowing that i, I apologize <laughs> yeah. Uh, who 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 else plays in this metal soccer club? With, with you? Oh, no, just it's local people, oh, okay. um, friends of mine, people in like low key bands, uh, local radio DJ, that sort of thing. That's cool. That's fun. Is it like like yeah, 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 black shirts versus black shirts? Is that how <laughs> how you separate the teams? That wouldn't work. <laughs> well, black shirts versus black shirts. Yeah. You or like like. 
ultra black, black versus light black, maybe like okay. dark gray. All right, I'm yeah. digging. I'm getting off that joke. All right, uh, Danny, thank you so much for for giving us some of your time. I really appreciate it. I'm sure you're super busy with the, yeah, with the much show today. Yeah, much pleasure. Great, and, thank uh, you. Thank you so much. I want to mention the tour is going to be in Billings, Montana this week. Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Minneapolis, Milwaukee. Make its way all over the country. Okay. <laughs> it's like Jack K from 227. <laughs> and uh, so definitely check out Cradle of Filth on the road. Danny, we'll let you go. Thank you again, and uh, have a great show tonight. Yeah, cheers. What pleasure. Right. Cheerio. Bye. <laughs> awesome. That was Danny Filth, the Cradle of Filth. That was great. That was really cool of him. I wonder who shows up to a Cradle of Filth show in Montana. That's got to be an interesting scene. Only the blackest of the black. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Let's go. Let's do a road trip. Let's go see Cradle of Filth in Montana. (laughs) Montana. (laughs) That's the opening act, actually. Last minute booking. You could actually just hitch a ride with them. Sell merch. You could bring our Havana shirts and sell them outside. Perfect. I wanted to play this uh, clip. Do I have it here? Do you have it, Darren? The Twitter thing we were playing er- you were playing earlier? Uh, is that in our live thread? I thought it was. It, but no it, one it, texted I it to us. Okay. Oh, all right, sure. Just vamp on the air a little bit. Well, uh, you know, we have our friend Mark B., longtime listeners of the show. I wouldn't feel comfortable calling him my friend. I've never met him. Our I don't know Mark. that he my would be. Oh, yeah, my, he could not be my your friend. friend. Definitely not my friend. Would he be my friend if he knew me? Would he stand shoulder to shoulder with me? What do you guys think? He would, but I don't know if you would stand shoulder to shoulder with him. All right, fair enough. I'll see. I'll take it. You guys are probably different heights. And uh, okay, so <laughs> anyway, someone found this clip, and it sounds like it's it's uh, how do what did you say? It sounds like it's Mark B and and, the, and the, it don't fucking match guy. Like yeah, if they like had if a they son. had a son. It would be this guy. Here's this audio. Let's give them a, a reminder what each of those people. Okay. okay, that's a great point. Half the fucking city's Jewish. Yeah. Knock this shit off. These are all Mark B, by the way. Uh, and this is the Pernil guy. It don't fucking match. That and... <laughs> you can't make white rice and beans with any. It don't fucking match. You make a hamburger, you make french fries. I would totally have white rice and beans with perni. Yeah. I had done it you. before. It's just still delicious. It's not as good as yellow rice with it, but it's still good. I get what he's saying, but he's way too he's way too adamant about yeah. it. Eat that, I'll put it in my mouth. You serve it. Yeah. Serve it to me, I should say. Alright, right, so this. here's this clip that combines both of these two geniuses. Whose fucking cat is this? Get that fucking cat off this fucking train right fucking now. We should say that there's a cat perched on its hind legs on the train right in front of this guy. Yeah, hissing. Just standing there hissing. It's uh, it's terrifying for everybody involved. It, it is a terrifying image and then the funniest yell in the world. Whose fucking cat is this? Get that fucking cat off this fucking train right fucking now. He sounds so adamant, but it's like... Why isn't he just picking the cat up and throwing it's it? It's not his cat. He yeah. might maybe he's allergic. Maybe he doesn't want to get cat scratch fever. Oh, why do we bring him up? 
It is a thing, though. I want to also give a shout-out to Maddie for... Or, I'm sorry, not Maddie. To Don. I want to give a shout-out to Don for bringing this to our attention. Thank you, Don. And turns out it's apparently Michael Rappaport. That we, yeah. That's disappointing. The There's, like, more... What the fuck? Is that a fucking cat? Hey! Don't fucking look at me like that. That's a weird looking fucking cat. Ma! Yo, there's a stray cat outside. I don't want it starting a fight with Lucy. All right. I get it. Is this what he does? Like, didn't he have a career at some point? Does yeah, he, he just does the internet videos now? He was in higher learning. Yeah. Now he's got like a podcast. He that started some he feud on. with he's got feuds with every. He's got feuds with everybody. He's just weird. self-promoting. Yeah. Yeah. What's his feud with her? What, what happened? Something I about her girl. Uh, I don't know. Ah. Is it about her tattoo? Is it ah. about breaking up with Pete Davidson? Something about, yeah, like it was after she broke up with Pete Davidson. Or maybe it was, I don't know. Uh, and he also had beef oh, with Pete Davidson. Maybe that I recall. was it. Maybe that was it. Where he was mad at him for not apologizing after that suicide scare or whatever. Yeah, that was it. Okay, so. Enough of Michael Rappaport. He could go away. He ruined a season of um, Justified on FX. How did he do that? For, well, I guess it's not totally his fault. It's whoever cast him's fault. They cast him as like this fucking backwoods Kentucky like gangster dude. And it's just Michael Rappaport doing a horrible, horrible southern accent trying yeah. to be like a badass. Oh. And it was as bad as I'm saying it is, it was worse. It was horrendous. And I, it, he was like the main like heel of the season. Uh-huh. And he was a joke. It nice. just ruined an otherwise great show. Reason for me to continue not watching that. Well, that show's been off the air for quite some time. Yeah. But that, that season was... Every other season was great. That season was a disaster. Yeah. He's not very good. No. Uh, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody finally. Did you guys see it? No. No, but I heard they're doing a sequel. No, they're not doing a sequel. <laughs> that was a, a rumor <laughs> that got mangled into. They're doing a sequel. Oh, too bad. I couldn't wait for there to be a sequel. <laughs> Just uh, it's a um, time lapse of Freddie Mercury's corpse, oh. just degrading okay. over time. Uh, no, so I watched the movie and I loved Queen, and I was looking forward to this movie because, well, I I was looking forward, but I had reservations because the critical reviews being negative, but then. The, all it seemed f- everybody hated it except awards voters for some reason. Yeah. Critics hated it, but I saw a lot of like people that I know being like, oh, it's so good. You have to go see it. It's amazing. Mama Raba? Baba. Yeah, Mama Raba especially. Really? She was like, well, Robert, go see the Queen. Seriously? No. no. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I would have believed that. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> she wanted you to go see the Ala Pugachova movie. <laughs> also starring Rami Malek. That guy can do anything. <laughs> amazing. Um... And so I finally watched it, and it, re- like, I I guess I like it. It's like a 51% thrash I give it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't regret watching it, but there's so many problems with it. Mm. Number one, it's like, it, it doesn't tell its own, it doesn't tell its own story. Yeah. Like, you have to kind of know the tropes of every musician making it movie to understand the beats of the, like it's not that complicated that you need to, but it's right, like right, 
Here's the part where he meets the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. Here's the part where they f- record their first album. That's it. They're successful. So it's mm-hmm. paint by numbers. Yeah. Yes. Very th- like paint by numbers to the max. Mm-hmm. It is so inoffensive. There is nothing, no semblance of an edge to it. And, and like the whole and also the trailer, you know, you wouldn't think there you would think that there was a slight mention of him being gay. The whole movie is about him being gay. And it's not. And the thing is, he was bisexual. That's kind of what's weird about it. Like he was overplayed the gay part. They overplayed the gay part. And they never like from what I've read is he slept with anybody like he slept with tons of women. He slept with tons of men in the movie. He's only sleeping with men or like not even. He's like giving men looks. That's like, yeah, that's how they fuck. Yeah. Like, like, hey, or like (laughs) like someone guy goes into a room. And then he just follows him into the room or he like wow. tells a guy to follow him into the room. That's like as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. And then he gets rid of the bloody underwear. Oh, no. Uh, and it's different movie. Uh, for the, the, the one of the stories the movie tells is, he, you know, he marries a woman and they have a very loving relationship. And then at one point in the movie, he comes out to her as bi. She's like, oh, no, Freddie, you're gay. <laughs> he's like, oh, weird. She tells him what she he is. She tells him he's gay. Well, I guess it's just because probably their sex life was was over. That oh, okay. That's what it was. I just don't like you. The fuck and here. then the whole thing, w- the craziest thing about the movie is that they completely ruin the timeline uh, in the sense of, so there has to be, you know, a dramatic climax. And the dramatic climax is that his gay assistant is the Yoko Ono of the band. Oh, no. And he, the gay assistant gets him a solo record deal, and this tears apart the band. The rest of the band is like, how could you leave us, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's what breaks up the band. And then eventually what gets them back together is that, A, he learns he has AIDS, uh, HIV, which he says, I have AIDS, which it's like, well, wouldn't you know that you have HIV and not AIDS? But okay. Uh, Didn't he have AIDS eventually, though? Eventually, but like you have like that's at like that the, point at that movie, point you're he dead. Has, he has a- HIV. Yeah, no, because I think once you contract AIDS itself, you're dead. You're like it's like two days. It's the end of the road. I don't think it's necessarily you're gonna you're gonna die. But I mean, I back then it, more so than yeah. But uh, but I, I, it's a little point. But the thing is, he told them, "I have AIDS," and that's that was the impetus to get back together and do Live Aid. When he didn't learn that he had AIDS until two years after Live Aid and they never broke up. And the idea that a solo record was what split up the band completely untrue because the drummer put out a solo record two years before he did. But that doesn't even who cares about a drummer. So (laughs) I knew that wasn't going to threaten anything. It was just like that part was like, what the fuck? And really, if it didn't have Queen's music in it, like if you took out all the music. It would have been an awful movie. Like, the music is what carries it because it's timeless, amazing music. But so, it's music we've heard a billion yeah, times. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it keeps the movie going. You know what I mean? And the, the climax of the film ends with, like, a 10-minute recreation of Live Aid, uh-huh. which I'm just like, you just watch that. Watch the original Live Aid. Like, so yeah. it was, like, this actors act- playing all the Live Aid? Uh, yeah, it, 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 was a shot, it was right? a shot-by-shot recreation oh. with lip-syncing. And who it's played like, who? Anyone famous Wait. play the Live Aid people? 
Oh, no, no, no it, was no, it was just, just, just Queen. Queen. Oh, I thought you were saying recreating all of Live Aid. No, 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 no. Just, just their, their performance. Oh, I see. Imagine yeah. if that was the movie. It was just a two-hour recreation of the entire Live Aid. Sound like that would be well, better. Well, it was like a whole day yeah. Live Aid. I actually went back and they had every artist. You too. Every, like there. David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Madonna. Michael Jackson. Aretha Franklin. Uh, Black Sabbath. Judas Priest, which I'm yeah. like, wow, that's cool that they even had... A little metal flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of British people. They played in organized Philly. By Both Brits. of them. Yeah, yeah. Bob Bob Geldof organized yeah. it. Um, which to me, he's always just pink in the uh, another brick in the wall because he played the lead character in the movie. Uh, never movies. seen it. It's great. I really like it. But Were anyway, it if you I, I, Rhapsody. I, oh, as far as music <laughs> movies. Oh, I see. Uh, Michael Jackson was not at Live Aid. Yeah. He turned it down because he was filming Captain EO. Mm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that might be the most 80s sentence that's ever been spoken. <laughs> he was hanging out with Alf and E.T. Oh, making my Captain God. EO. Uh, one other thing I want to mention is Rami Malek getting all this praise for his portrayal. He won an award for lip syncing. It's Freddie crazy. Mercury. Yeah. And it's like, look, I take nothing away from him. I, I really enjoy Rami Malek as an actor. Yeah. But... He wasn't playing Freddie Mercury. He was playing Rami Malek. Like really? that was Rami Malek. He was doing like the Rami Malek awkward eye thing. I don't think he has a choice. You know, I mean, that's just how he, he can't. But you know what I mean? Like the way it's like he wasn't. He didn't. It's not like I was looking. Some I've seen where he's like, you look on the screen and it's it's Freddie, man. It's Fred, like Mike Myers said that. Like he does look like, like him. But. He looks like it, but well, like they're trying like, to say like teeth and like, stuff. Yeah, like they're trying to say like he acts just like him, but it's like. No, it's, it's an actor, you yeah. know, like yeah. I, it didn't maybe because I saw it so long after all the hype that uh-huh. like it's just like, oh, what the fuck? Like this doesn't warrant the hype that mm-hmm. it got. Like if I saw it at the beginning when it actually came out, I wouldn't be this cynical about it. Mm, you probably still would. But yeah, it was just like it's nowhere near as good as all the hype. It's just funny to me how like he I'm sure when he took this role, he's like this respected actor, like up and coming. And this was like his moment to cash in. It's like this is going to be like a popcorn movie, whatever. But like it's going to boost my like status. More people know about me and I'll make a lot of money. So whatever, even if it's a disaster, I'll get a lot of money. And then he wins best fucking actor <laughs> Oscar for it. And well, like pl- playing someone who really existed and doing it badly. Yeah. Well, the, the fun, I wouldn't say he did I'm it badly. Sure he did, he did an adequate job. But like even watching the Oscars and, you know, they show the clips of everybody's performance. His clip was just him lip syncing. Yeah. <laughs> his Oscar <laughs> clip wasn't even his own voice. And he still. <laughs> the movie is like, it's yeah, ridiculous. it's like 40 lip syncer and emotion. Yeah. Those two. Like, I'm sure even he's got to feel a little bit uncomfortable with how yeah. much. He got out of this like, all right, have you guys seen my TV work? What it's I want to know, good. I want to see the script that Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to do. Like, oh, that must yeah. have been so great. Is he pissed? Do you think he would have won Best Actor if he had, if they had Definitely done it with not. him? No, because I bet it wouldn't have been as big of a hit. Because it's probably, because but it, it would have been, they would have, it would have probably been an R-rated movie, you know? And the, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't have gotten anywhere near the... Attention. It, it would have had that 300-pound Russian guy naked and <laughs> <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably more true to life anyway for the Freddie Mercury story. He would have played Brian May. (laughs) I want to add all, like, when Black Panther got nominated Uh for the uh, Best Picture Oscar, I was like, really? Black Panther? Like a Marvel movie? Well, they they nominate 14 movies or whatever. No, 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 I understand. But what what I'm getting at is 
after seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, it's like, okay, if this fucking yeah. Drek gets nominated, yeah. damn right. Bla- like, yeah. Black Panther was 50 times the movie that this was, you know, yeah. so. And we haven't even seen Green Book. Oh. Which oh, one best I, picture is probably re- worse than I all of them. I refuse to watch it. Yeah, yeah, no I don't want to see that. Even before, even before it got so critically torn apart. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine Peter Farley doing a serious Farley. Farley. Peter Farley. Is that better, Sid? Yeah. Doesn't deserve to get That's Peter Farley. I just didn't want the Farley name disrespected because Chris Farley's better than that. That's My true. favorite thing about that uh, that winning the Oscar was uh-huh. they all the guys went up on stage uh-huh. and they were all middle aged white guys. Oh yeah, every last single it's one of them. So ridiculous. And Viola Davis. <laughs> no, on the stage accepting the oh, award. Oh, she didn't. Go, she wasn't at the Oscar. No, was she in she the movie? Oh, not Viola Davis. The other. Oh, one. oh Robert. Oh my God. Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Yes, the but producer. even that's besides the point because there were no black people on the stage. Yeah. Them. Oh, by the way, before we get off the Oscars, I wanted to say you mentioned Mike Myers. Mm. And did you all watch the whole thing? Or yeah. Did yeah. you see Mike Myers and uh, Dana Carvey? Yeah. Yeah. Go on? That was so fucking terrible. Yeah. They went on stage and presented something as Wayne and Garth, but dressed in suits, right. like as themselves doing the voices. Oh. God. It's like, if you're going to half-ass it, then just get the fuck out of here. Commit to the bit, yeah. at least. And it's a terrible <laughs> bit. Well, but here's yeah. the thing. I th- I feel like that conversation was had, where it was like, do we put on... And it's like, oh, it's an Oscar. We should, like... We got to clap. But then don't do Wayne and yeah. Garth. Yeah. I... I don't, it was it was very weird as a huge, huge Wayne's World fan. Oh, that's why. I am yeah. a huge Wayne's World fan, and that's why I hate it. Here, I have the clip. Just sullying the memory of it. Welcome, Mike Myers and Dana Picture Carvey. them in tuxedos. Yeah. Mike Myers' is 59-year-old face. It's fine. You put on a bit of weight, but it's fine. We're not even the weight. I'm not even talking about that. I think I'm going to hurl. Don't hurl, because if you honk, I'll spew. Because if you spew, I'll blow chunks. So I shall not hurl. Good call. Good call. <laughs> no one's laughing, and then they go yeah. on another but few seriously. seconds, and then they feel like they have to laugh. Bohemian Rhapsody played a large part in the success of Wayne's World. We're humbled to be associated with that brilliant song. This, so this bit uh, really just made me feel old. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, these, these guys were like the class clowns, and now this is like they're the establishment? You know, they're like they're Hollywood. It's like, oh, look at this great reunion we got together. I don't think they're even establishment. They're, they're I think beyond- most of the people in the audience are like, who the fuck are these guys? They're famous enough to be in the Oscars still? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I don't. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, this they were famous 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, yeah. oh, fuck. It was such um, a. Can I stop you right there? Yes. 30 years ago. Yeah. Is when well, Wayne's World came out. Oh, oh my Was God. it that long ago? Almost, it's over 20 years. years short of 30 years. Yeah, over th- yeah I was yeah. just. Well, 1992. When, was the first when I was with the Cradle of Filth thing, they formed in 91. And I was like, oh, that's almost 30 years ago. And I had to go. I had to stop myself and do the math. and be like, wait, 91 is 30, 30 years ago now? Mm-hmm. Almost. <laughs> like, yeah. 89 is 30 years ago. Like, so. But even beyond how long ago Wayne's World was, when was the last time either of them did anything successful at all? What was right. that turtle movie? <laughs> That even that even that was like almost fifteen years ago. Shrek, yeah. I guess, but with their with their face on the screen, it's been. Well, he was in uh, Inglorious uh, Bastards. Do you want to count that? No, he was in Bohemian Rhapsody. You don't like Inglorious Bastards? Uh, no, I do, but I don't count that as having yeah, anything was, like, to do two, with Mike Myers. No, he, just, no, he had a good, like a nice uh, supporting part. 
It was more it than a cameo. One or two scenes. But even that, how long ago was that? As oh six, I think. He's in this. He's in Bohemian Rhapsody. As a fictional record label owner. Doing like right? a joke. Oh, yeah. Tell them about Because I've heard about this scene, and it just is the most eye-rolly thing. And it's just like, you know, a seven-minute song, Bohemian Raps, called Bohemian. No one's ever going to listen to that. I need a three-minute. So I, I think I've seen that clip, and I don't he, remember it being Mike Myers. It is Mike Myers. Was he in disguise of some kind? Or yeah, like, he's dressed like a Scottish guy. And he's doing the fat bastard <laughs> voice, which I loved. I'm sure, uh, I got a turtle head poking out. <laughs> but then the, doesn't he reference like nobody would sing along to this song in their car? Yeah, I can't imagine seeing any kid singing along like, in their car to that. Seriously, yeah, so they we need a, that? Yeah. Like, how does that not completely take you out of the movie if that scene happens? You're like, all right, what the fuck am I watching? You're right. That did totally take. I was like, for a second, I'm like, that's kind of cute. And I'm like, no, that's fucking absurd. Like, yeah, what the fuck is this? Who is that nose. for? You know, it's for it's, it's for Mike fan. Myers. He probably insists. He's like, I'll do it, but let me write this joke. It'll be great. They're like, all right. Then fine. he said, oh, look at my titty. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Maybe that scene is the reason Sasha Baron Cohen walked. He's like, no, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm out. <laughs> Come here's, on. Here's the scene. Did you put it up? Oh, it's up. Hello. So that's You're Freddie late. Mercury. He's um, late. Saved your seat. Lovely. Okay, so now that we're all here, uh, Jim, this is Ray Foster. Ray, this is the band's lawyer, Jim Beach. Uh, you must stop calling him that. That's his name. No, we cannot keep calling okay, him. Okay, I'm sorry. Jim. This is not boring. This is the other scene. Because he has two scenes in the movie, I guess. One moment. Okay, so now he's like, go make a record. And then they play it for him. And he's furious. He's fuming because it's a seven-minute song. Can you play the whole song or no? No, no, no. The scene starts at the very, like, right here. Because they had a whole montage about how they came up with the song. And then you just hear the the end of it. Well... I'm not entirely sure that's the album you promised us. No, it's better than the album we promised you. It's better than any album anyone's ever promised you, darling. It's a bloody masterpiece. It is a good album, Ray. We prefer masterpiece. It's expensive. And as for Bohemian (coughs) Rhapsody, Rhapsody, what is that? It's an epic poem. It goes on forever, six bloody minutes. Pity your wife if you think six minutes is forever. (laughs) And do you know why? We're going to release it as our single. <laughs> Not possible. Anything over three minutes so the radio stations won't program it, period. And what on earth is it about, anyway? Scaramouche, Galileo, and all that Ismila business. Ishmila? Bismillah. Oh, why? Bismillah. What's that about, anyway? Bloody Bismillah. True poetry is for the listener. It ruins the mystery if everything's explained. Seldom ruins sales. Three minutes is the standard. John. Yeah, we need radio. Format is three minutes. I have to agree with Ray. I actually think the single is love of my life. No. Okay, how about John's song, You're My Best Friend? You know? It's Lord Baelish. Ooh, you make me live. Catchy. Stronger. He's one of the band members or one of the I'm in love with... Oh, okay. I definitely mm-hmm. did huh. see this clip and had no idea that, that was Mike Myers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chameleon he is. 
Uh, this uh, actually, I watched this. Reminded me of another thing that was so bad that I died of laughter. So another string of narrative in the movie is his parents not accepting him because mm-hmm. they're like, uh, I believe Indian, like they're Indian Turkish, immigrants. Turkish, yeah, I think Turkish, and. Uh, uh, so he has this estranged relationship with them. And then during his career, one one night at the end of a party, he flirts with this waiter. And the waiter's like, hey, why don't you find me when you figure out who you are? Being like, I can't be with a closet. Wait, guy. the waiter says that to yeah. him? Yeah. Dumbest fucking waiter ever. Are you well, serious? Well, this, this is actually true. Well, I don't think he was a waiter, but he was a guy he met. And then uh, Freddie Mercury like searched for him for years and then finally found him. Mm-hmm. So in the movie, he found him the day of live aid. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was, he was handing out hors d'oeuvres backstage. No, I just, <laughs> he goes to his house. <laughs> he finds him and then he's like, but there's something I won't, uh, there's someone I want you to meet. And then he brings this guy who in the movie, he just got together with to meet his family <laughs> and then come out to his family. Like, this is who I am. This it's like he just grabbed a random waiter and it's like, you're my boyfriend now. Yes, the, the way the movie <laughs> says it, that's how it feels. But it's like, no, this is actually his longtime lover. Well, yada, yada. Uh, but uh, then he's like, well, I'm going to do a little concert tonight. It's going to be on the TV. They're doing the, the concert and then they cut away to his parents watching and they do this nod like to imply like, we accept him. Now that like, he's really famous it. and successful. We get class. it. And it's like, come like this is such this is unbelievable. Mike Myers played both parents. <laughs> but you didn't know that. Your and you di- were right, he's Indian. I was wrong. Your differences are unacceptable to me until and unless you can make tons of money yeah. and be famous. Then it's cool. Then that's it's okay. like yeah. that's kind of what the movie was saying that they were like that, it, it was un- it was so weird. And it's like at the, by the time Live Aid hit also Queen were massive. How did these parents not know that his their son is in one of the biggest bands of all time? They watch RTV. They don't really pay <laughs> like attention to that. Before that day, though, how many times did Queen open up for the Boomtown Rats? I mean, really, that's just a whole different level. But I, I wish I, I could. I had the whole movie so just to show you that shot really? of them like looking at it like, well, we're so <laughs> proud of him. Like, go oh, get the fuck out of here. I thought uh, Freddie Mercury was Iranian anyway, wasn't he? Yeah, in Indian. In, 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 no, his Indian, parents like didn't his parents move to India or something or like they're I just they're I went like, to his Wikipedia and I saw India they're like Persian descent. oh you're right you're right they are they are Persian his yeah, name is like Farouk or something yeah, is real yeah it is Farouk Farouk is, Farouk yeah. Bulsara yeah born in Zanzibar to Parsi parents from India Parsi is like a a Persian uh, um, uh, ethnicity or something I see so they were from. Iran. Yeah. He was born in India. And no, he was born in Zanzibar. They were from India. He's in a hurry. Descent. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Indian by ethnicity and oh by nationality, mm-hmm. and Iranian by by descendants. You ever meet him, Rob? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. I'm, I'm, Iranian I'm descent meetings. No. <laughs> I would have loved to. Did Papa Rob ever roadie for Queen? No, I wish. Sad. We have uh, um, Freddie Mercury's cousin here. Low life son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that low life gay son of a bitch. 
the reason he is popular because he cheered Mr. Hogan back. <laughs> he washed Mr. Hogan back. He massaged Mr. Hogan. And that low-life gay son of a bitch, he used to cheese Hogan ass. That's because he had a job. It's so sad that Bubba the Love Sponge wasn't around in the 80s. We'd have video of Freddie Mercury washing Hulk Hogan's back. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Washing the tomato sauce off. Leroy says uh, we ruined the movie for him because he really liked it. Thank I think you. that, that you, weird rapist director ruined the movie for him. That's Can another thing about it. That's the rapist now? I don't Brian know Singer directed oh, it? Oh, Brian Singer didn't know that he directed that. He got well, pulled they did, off the yeah, movie. They did everything in their power to make you not know that he directed it. Uh, he doesn't get the director credit. He got pulled off like, like a week before shooting ended, yeah. uh, because that's when the the scandal broke yeah. with, with his the, his little boy scandal. Yeah. What's he's been known as a molester for years and years and years. It's not like a new thing, is it? To some people, I guess that was no. I, I, I didn't. X Men. Yeah, I did not know about it until a few years ago. Until that one kid came forward with the yeah. lawsuit. But yeah, a few years ago. So before this movie was shot. Yeah, no, like, like what I'm saying is like what changed, changed, like recently that he got pulled off the movie. That a kid sued another him. lawsuit. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's what got him pulled off. Yeah. And now, but apparently now, so he, he no one was giving him work, and now he's he signed on to do Shira or some some female lead movie, Oof. like like fairy tale. Movie. Is it the new Medea? Because that, that, I don't know if that technically counts as a female lead role. Leroy asks, didn't the dude from Cradle of Filth just say how movies are never true to the real story? Yeah, we should have um, asked him about Bohemian Rhapsody, goddammit. You're right. Uh, we should have got him to do the accent parts that Rob <laughs> I don't disagree with you, Leroy, but I feel like if the movie is all about his you know, gay discovery or however they framed it, you should put and about and it, it seemed like they, they I don't know it was just weird how they dealt with the whole AIDS thing in general like I feel like they should have gotten that timeline correctly but yeah whatever it, yeah it's just it was a weird year the, the AIDS thing didn't bother me as much as the uh, the the whole breaking up over a solo record that like yeah I don't remember that just, happening yeah. Unless anyway. it did, and they just didn't tell us. No, they it didn't happen took that a way. Hiatus. No, they never. They were actively touring the no. whole time. They took a hiatus after Live Aid, maybe because that's no. They stopped touring after Live Aid because that's when he was too sick to tour. Mm, yeah, mm. they didn't do eighteen farewell tours like Black Sabbath and Ozzy. No, maybe. Do you think Ozzy has AIDS, and that's why they had to oh, cancel their tour? No, he had pneumonia. Mm. Yeah, that's Wasn't what that's what Freddie Mercury technically died of, right? Yeah, right. I don't know. Oh yeah, I think so. I think I mean it was caused by AIDS, but that's yeah. No, I think that's what it what it the the end credits had a little. Uh Ozzy, (laughs) what are all those sores, Ozzy? Oh no! Did you ever have any entanglements with Freddie Mercury in the eighties? Ozzy, (laughs) yeah. You said Freddie Mercury was fucking everyone. Hey, maybe. Who knows? They might have ended up at the same and Coke you, orgy. And you said Black Sabbath played Live Aid, right? They're, they were really good friends, too. Black Sabbath and Queen. Uh, Tony Iommi, like Brian May, like he uh, he was very much... Uh, so they, they go to the uh, same barber. Ozzy, whose mustache trimmer is this in the sink? <laughs> oh. Oh. You don't have a mustache! 
<laughs> also, you could definitely tell the rest of the band had to sign off on it because it was very flattering to the oh, rest of, of them as well. And of just course. how everyone had input and, you know, yeah. like. It was everyone's genius. You know? some, but that's how it is with all these kind of movies. Like, yeah. if you watch Straight Out of Compton, all the living members come off great. And then, yeah. like, he's, he's dead. So, whatever. Let's be a little bit more real with his story. Also, the Biggie uh, movie, which just brew Like, that's not even. Well, that movie's a disaster that's from top be, to bottom. Yeah, that, I, I wouldn't even recommend hate watching it. It's so yeah. bad. But it's like, this is completely not true. Like, and the uh, portrayal of Puffy was like. The nicest portrayal <laughs> you can ever yeah. get. Mm. What a scumbag. Yep. Can't watch this person. Think he's really upset because JLo's engaged to A Rod now? Do Who's up more upset, is? Puffy or Mike Francesa? <laughs> Especially because Definitely his, Mike. Well, his wife died, so I think he's probably more upset about that. Well, it was his ex wife, though, wasn't it? it wasn't no, no, they got wife. back together. Oh, really? Yeah. He, uh, he, like, posted for, like, a few weeks about how he's Mr. Mom now and, like, having to deal with raising two kids on his own. And now it's like on his own with, you know, a billion dollars. Yeah, a billion dollars and all that. But, hey, losing you get, your. You get Mace to come and babysit. That guy's <laughs> got a lot of. Free he, time. he could use the babysitting yeah. cash. What it's you know about going out? Like <laughs> I hated Mace. I always yep. hated Mace. I felt, I was like, cool. How, how is this guy in the same conversation as Big? Like it was He's just, the original mumble rapper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what his flow sounded like, actually. Yes, that's why I'm playing. <laughs> okay. All right, Mace here. Okay, back after this. <laughs> yeah, I did not understand that phenomenon, but at least it burned out very quickly. He didn't have a very long, sustained career. No. Then he like quit to become a preacher. He's I a think. reverend. No, he was still rapping when he was a. I think he's back rapping now too, right? I have not heard from Mace in like 15 years. He's got that nostalgia rap circuit. Him and Ja Rule probably. Playing together, <laughs> the other one. From actually, that yeah, Mace actually is on nostalgia tours. I saw there, there was some '90s rap tour. I was gonna say the other one from that era that I never got was Clips. Yeah, and they're still yeah. like, is it Pusha T? Is that Pusha T? Is huge. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of the. He's I the guy that. Uh, oh. I think I listened to like their first record. Yeah, right. I agree. Really I agree. They were overrated, but I don't know. Yeah, Pusha T. People Apple worship too. that guy. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get that at all. Yeah. Um, I feel like really, and I hate to say this because I sound like an old fart. Mm -hmm. I really feel like hip hop has passed me. Like I was, oh yeah, same. Gr a huge hip hop head when I was like in late eighties, early nineties to mid nineties. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's, and then I was, I like that, and I like like early yeah. two thousand, some early two thousand stuff, Nas and there. But it's really, I've I've lost track of it. Yeah, like completely. all the stuff For coming sure. out now, I can't really get into. I try, like I try listening to Migos. It's just a, uh, yeah. Cardi B's okay. I like Nicki Minaj. She's kind of. But even she's like not really current anymore. She's like pretty old school. Yeah, I guess that's true. I do not like. I like Cardi B, the person. I don't. I don't, can't get into her music. It's it's all right. It's hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. Some Boilerplate, like you know, same same old same old shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. We miss the old hip hop. Mm hmm. <laughs> Like I said, but, but I do love those old hip hop channels, like uh, mm -hmm. oh yeah, That's Rock the Bells on Sirius XM. Spin, is that still a thing? It's called Rock. The oh Bells okay, uh, yeah, that stuff's great. Hip hop in the world, but it just don't feel the same. I miss Rocky MC. <laughs> I'm working on, uh, by the way, getting the director of that. Uh, Agnostic Front documentary. Oh, really? oh I thought you were going to say you're getting the director of Tougher Than Leather. 
Yeah. Run DMC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Great. Hopefully, uh, we'll get we'll get some Vinny Stigma stories. Right? Yes. Oh man. Can we get Maybe an autograph satinette? Get Vinny Stigma. <laughs> Bring a satinette in <laughs> from his coop. Oh my god! I, can we get him in live for two hours to just only oh. talk about? Oh. It? Here's the thing: I would love it, but I have a fear that either he would say something where we're like, "All right, we need to abort this right now," or we would say something where where we have to abort it right now. What do you mean? Because he what would want to stab us or something. I don't know. Really? The director? No. Oh, the director. I thought you meant oh. Vinny Stick. Well, right? should get him too. <laughs> but I thought you were talking about the director. Oh no! Well, the director he lives in uh, Massachusetts. He so doesn't seem like a guy that would. Vinny Stigma doesn't yeah, seem like he'd nice stab. Like, he seems like a nice would he, guy. And yeah, what yeah. would he say that we need to shut it down because of? I don't know. Do you think he'd thing. get like racist or something? I don't know. That's not us. Plausible yeah. deniability. Yeah. I don't think he would. No, I don't think I, he doesn't have it here himself. Just because someone says something racist, I mean, I would if he if we had a guest like any other guest that said something racist, I wouldn't. I would say that's wrong. You can't say that. Yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't immediately shut down the interview and let's here? get out of here. Here's what we need to do, and you've got a year and a half to get this done, Robert. Book Vinny Stigma for election night 2020. He will be doing live election coverage it. on air with us. I love it. Okay. All right. He's got takes. He knows Giuliani's a boondoggle motherfucker. I can only imagine what he's got to say about these current people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Metal Sanaz in the chat. I don't think it's the real There's Metal Sanaz. There's a lot Sinaz, of new people in the chat tonight. But uh, very nice. Uh, Metal Sanaz asks if anything new or interesting on Lamb Goat today and is... Darren mentioned in the chat our lamb goat contact is not here today, so we don't know. <laughs> um, Metal Sanaz also is eating some deep dish Chicago pizza, which Ugh. it actually does look pretty good. It does not well, look any well, in any way good. A deep dish casserole. Someone posted that same exact picture in the Facebook, so I'm guessing Metal mm. Sanaz is whoever that Facebook mm. poster is. And then Official C, who I also think is a new person, yeah. I don't recall them and prince knives hello prince knives but official c asks i have a question for rob who i know digs synthwave i do have you ever been to nightwave at saint vitus i have not nightwave is a monthly synthwave party they have here in brooklyn and that thing starts at 11 and i am now an old man and at 11 30 i am like ready for fucking bed what day of the week it's on a Saturday. No, what do you, you can sleep? I can't even Sunday. stay up through SNL anymore. I want to well, go out and do a, a fucking plus. show. Is that true, you have to wait till the next day. I watch it and then like I pass out halfway through it. Aww. Like, like I I struggle to stay up and then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just going to bed and watch it in the though. morning. If it was something good you were well, watching. Even well, that's that's fair. Same thing happens with wrestling now. Like with pay per views, I try to start a little late so i could fast forward but then what happens is i start too late mm -hmm. and then i'm like passing out by the end and it's like no these are the matches i want to see yeah and i just got through all that yo so. we just watched fast lane and started it like 807 like and somehow we watched it on time well it started at seven so well, you were no. an hour behind no what no the pre-show started at seven, no didn't it oh really but no, but I no, we started. The shows I, are seven. The, all no, the papers start at seven. At now. eight o'clock, we we uh, started it like watch now. So we just watched whatever was happening okay. from eight o'clock on. Okay. But I just thought that was the beginning, and the rest was the pre-show. No, no, no. All the papers start at seven, no matter what. Before it was just like the big ones. Now all of them. Well, I missed they like go three over. matches then. Well, we didn't really miss too much. But that the from that point on it was great. Yeah, I was shocked to say that was a great paper. Yeah, there was some good matches. I enjoyed it. I, there was not one bad match, actually. 
from what I watched. Obviously, I missed a bunch of stuff. No, the early stuff was actually I liked more than the later stuff. There's been a lot of good New Japan stuff. They're doing their New Japan Cup tournament, which mm. I've been drinking. We're going to a New Japan show in a yeah. few weeks. I'm really excited. So it's it more than a few weeks, though, isn't it? It's 25, 24 days. Really? Yeah. It's April 5th. Oh. We're less than a month away. Saturday? Yep. Okay. Yeah, for some reason I thought it was in June. Oh, what's wrong with me? No, it was the night before WrestleMania. Oh, the the other New Japan show was in July, the G one. No, the yeah, that I was I was thinking of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm all fucked up. I can't wait for that. Sid, great. What what's the next wrestling show you're going to? Um, I'm going to that AWA reunion that they're having <laughs> at the uh, the boardwalk in Atlantic City. Nice. It's not actually in a venue. It's just a bunch of the living survivors of AWA are just going to meet on the boardwalk and like have a fist fight for some gambling money. Play shuffleboard. Yeah, Colonel De Beers, I think, is the early favorite. <laughs> They're gonna do um, uh, what was the name of that super series or what was their their uh, was it Super Clash? Clash? Yeah. Yeah. No, that. That's where that that was. Oh, was that USWA where that guy sang that? No, that was uh, I uh, the Texas WCCW. Yeah, world class. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest wrestling in the world, but it just don't feel the same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. I miss the Ganya family. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> Is Vert still alive? Did no. he like kill somebody at his old folks' yes. home? And then he also, he's dead. Yeah, he died a week later. Greg is still alive, though. Yes. He died from the excitement of killing <laughs> He uh, had, He went crazy. Just to recap, we talked about this on the show yeah. many years ago when it happened. He went crazy and thought another person in the old folks' <laughs> home was a wrestler that he was feuding with, and he, like, put him down in a wrestling move and killed the guy because yeah. it was their fucking old old people. <laughs> and he, he had, like, you know, insane bear oh strength. God. But the good news from that story. <laughs> the good news? Yes, that guy was Chris Benoit. Oh! <laughs> he okay. never actually killed himself. He went and hi- hid out <laughs> in an old folks' home. <laughs> and then Vern Gagne killed him. By accident. <laughs> he didn't even know it was Chris Benoit. Oh, it all worked out. The serendipity. It's like an episode of Quantum Leap somehow. Like Vern Gagne was thrown into that old folks home just to kill Chris Benoit one day. Al, uh, what is the percent chance that Chris Benoit is uh, living in this old folks home with me? Oh, my God. Quantum Leap. How have they not remade that show? That's a good, Everything yeah. else has been rebooted except that show. That's a gimmick that could work just as well now. I don't 100%. understand. And you could update it to like he's he he leaps into his like a, it's like a a thirty five year old now yeah and the stories would go back to it's the like 80s. it's Scott Bakula's son he found the equipment oh, yeah. and he wants to go find his dad I didn't even think something. of that I I was just thinking of like it's now it's just a totally it's the same story but they shifted okay. thirty years ahead okay I mean because. He, he, Scott Bakula is still alive at acting, so oh. we and he could use the work. So we've got to oh. work him into this somehow. Does he take the Dean Stockwell role? Well, I think what you said first was great. Like he'll he'll you know he could be 
just they he's the objective like okay maybe, he's maybe still see, out there like you'll see flashbacks when they were like okay yeah you know, and he he somehow had he didn't have a kid in the show right i don't remember i don't remember i if know he, he left his wife and to go leaping around so then maybe it turns out that the wife was pregnant and he didn't find out because he left right. So yeah, so there's the kid, and he and he. But then he wouldn't be able to have any flashbacks because he wouldn't have met him. True. Uh, we'll workshop. Yeah, it. yeah. There's definitely something there. I don't. I really don't understand how that hasn't been remade. That was a great show. So I looked it up. He threw. So he was 82 at the time. Vern Scott Bakula. Vern Gagne. <laughs> Vern Gagne. <laughs> uh, and and he. Threw a 97-year-old man <laughs> oh my God. down to the ground, Why? breaking his hip, and and he, the guy hit his head, and that's how he died. R.I.P. Derensky guy. I mean, honestly, can you think of a cooler way to die at 97 than Vern Gagne fucking puts you in a slam and kills you that way? Like, that's, if you're going to live that long, and then, it, like, better that than, like, you shit yourself to death on the toilet or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe the guy did shit himself on the toilet. He was ready to go. He's like, that's it. This is rock bottom. <laughs> I'm going to commit death by Vern Gagne. Vern heard rock bottom. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> he just said, I'm going to go and, like, steal Vern's candy bar or ah. something and set myself up to get suplexed through yeah. a wall. Well, apparently they both had Alzheimer's oh. and uh, the family of the victim said they had no interest in pressing charges. Yeah. It was ruled a homicide. It was ruled Jeez. that he murdered a guy. And if there were no charges, uh, if there were charges, he wouldn't remember what they were anyway. <laughs> yeah. Greg would have to pay. Like 50 bad. first dates, he'd have to, <laughs> they'd have to explain to him why he's in jail every day. Except by the second scene, he died of old age, so it didn't matter. <laughs> All right, I guess this is just like a oh. like a short film. If only Adam Sandler died of young age, <laughs> we wouldn't have Fifty First Dates or twelve uh, other movies. Yeah. And, and wow. Oh. Even crazier, the last name of the family who died uh, of the person who died. Hitler. But but gig. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hennig. 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 What? No. Like Kurt Hennig, Mr. Really? Perfect. Can't be. Yes. So it's no relation? No relation. It doesn't say it. Is this well, like the legend? Well, this is this is, uh, this is the, this is <laughs> Oh my god, can you imagine oh, Gene Oakland there? if they yeah. did like an old folks home version of those shows? Oh. It was an old folks home. Did it you was, see it? Yeah. No. It was like Fat Patterson. Oh, yeah. old people. Okay. Gene Oakland, Howard Finkel. Oh man. That show, by the way, and I don't want to go off the rails here, but that I highly recommend that to anybody. It's the as, best hold on. reality as a, as show. I hate, it's it's the worst reality show. It's as a, great. You have to watch it getting drunk with friends uh, uh, on your own. You're just like this is terrible. But with people, it's like this is terrible. Rob, this is great. I watched it totally stone sober. I loved every second of it. <laughs> it's so horrible and great. So just to clarify, the daughter of the dead 97 year old was named Ruth Hennig. Wait, so he killed Mr. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the dead oh, man is his first name is Helmet. Helmet Hennig. His last name is Gutman. Helmet Gutman. Helmet Gutman. All right. Helmut Gutman. Helmet. Sounds like an AWA villain. Yeah. He he played like definitely the, teamed with Fritz von Erich. When yeah, he was the, the ex Nazi escaped Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Take that helmet. <laughs> Fighting over the last cup of applesauce. <laughs> My straight peaches. Oh. <laughs> 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 Something's going on.
He emailed a bunch of links, Robert. Why don't you? Why don't we go through those? Let's clear out the news dump. Well, uh, we got some Trump stuff to make fun of. Oh, <laughs> we like to keep the Trump stuff light here on the show because, I mean, look, you get plenty of Trump criticism elsewhere. We don't need to be hitting you over the head with him planning to defund Medicare or anything like that, uh, which, you know, fuck him for even attempting to do that. But he had a great, terrible tweet. Sometimes it's like I really wonder sometimes, like, where where did he get the inspiration for this tweet, but today it's because a Boeing 737 crashed this weekend in Ethiopia, and uh, so he tweeted our our commander in chief. He said, "What a shithole that country." Uh, yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. That was a previous quote of his. Uh, no, he tweeted, "Airplanes are becoming far too complex to fly. Pilots are no longer needed, but rather." Computer scientists from MIT. I see it all the time in many products. Always seeking to go one unnecessary step further. Mm. What often old and simpler is far better. That's his. Uh, that's what he is. Old and simpler. Yeah. Split, deci- split second decisions are needed. And the complexity <laughs> creates danger. All of this for great cost, yet very little gain. I don't know about you, but I don't want Albert Einstein to be my pilot. I want great flying professionals that are allowed to easily and quickly take control of a plane. Well, I'm in favor of uh, Trump. Like, let's give him what he wants and get the stupidest people possible to fly his plane. Yeah. I'm okay with that. This is the one of the dumbest things he's ever... You can't say it's the dumbest. You can't make that declaration. You have to by the pussy is the dumbest thing, probably. That was a true statement, though. But just to stay it on... On on record, it wasn't on record. He didn't think it was. It was yeah. on a tape. How he didn't not on record. But he didn't think it was. He like didn't he, know it was. A he, it wasn't knowingly on. He didn't knowingly say it on. The That's record. okay. He still did it. Um, but then again, it didn't really hurt him. Anything. It didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, so what is he saying? So he's saying the interface on airplanes is too complicated now. And pilots have to be geniuses to yeah. f- like what? I'm pretty sure the plane didn't crash because there were too many controls in yeah. the uh, cockpit. Why <laughs> did it crash? I don't know, but I mean, that w- I'm assuming whoever flies the plane knows what the controls yeah. are when they take off. Yeah, you would think <laughs> they train on it and whatnot. <laughs> and also, this guy barely knows how to use an iPhone, right? And he's like, that's what sometimes he comments on things that are completely out of his realm of knowledge and it's like sometimes well that's fair does he have a realm of knowledge who are you who are you what you're having a stroke it's like who who is he to talk about airplane pilots well he is the president of the united states sadly enough who are you sucker um i think like when he tweets about the oscars you know He's knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He loved Green Book. Knowing celebrities and stuff. He thinks it's about him and Ben Carson. <laughs> well, I mean, the real guy who drove around that guy mm. probably knew that guy about as long as he has met Ben Carson. Yeah. They that's probably true. have the same level of exposure to each other. Uh, 
God. Hey, remember that great video from the Republican debates? Oh, oh yes. my God. Three years. And it was just past the anniversary of it. It came up in my time. He off. just rushes past Ben Carson and he like, stands there looking dejected. No, no, no. So he, let me just read. So it's a debate. There's 10 Republicans. They call it Mr. Ben Carson. And he comes up, but he stops after like, he didn't hear it. Five steps. Right. Because he, he said he didn't hear it. He wasn't sure if they called his name. Then they call. Not, like they call Rubio and Rubio comes out and walks right past him. They call Trump. Trump comes out, sees uh, Carson and he's like, oh, hey, I guess we should stand here. All right. We're going to stand here. Then like the next guy gets called. He storms past them. And then Ted Cruz storms past them. And like Trump still thinks I'm just going to stand right here until someone gets me. And I'm, I'm watching this. And like, how is this not what ended it? For both of these, like, how is this guy our fucking president? But I thought Trump goes out before he does, though. No. Oh, okay. We got it. Carson was out first, and then Trump joins him. Like, it it was just insane. (laughs) Who are you? Also, I want to mention, I I feel we've discussed on the show, sometimes I feel the media kind of, like, focuses on, like, the dumbest snafu that he makes. Yes. That it's like, all right, he's said way worse uh, things, but I want to play this clip. He was talking about Tim Cook, we're gonna be yeah. opening the CEO up. of Apple. Uh, the labor forces, because we have to. We have so many companies coming in. Uh, people like Tim, you're expanding all over and doing things that I really wanted you to do right from the beginning. I used to say, Tim, you got to start doing it over here, and you really have. I mean, you've really... Uh, put a big investment in our country. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Uh, but <laughs> we're Apple. opening it up. We have to. Who is Tim Apple? It's like hardcore bands. Let's like, always the right, guys like Jamie Hatebreed. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just Tim Apple. Like Rob Injection. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. Trump America. Donald America. <laughs> Trump America. So anyway, this happened. Donald I think Saudi on Arabia. On fr- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Touche. I love it. This happened on like Thursday or Friday today or yet. Sorry. Yesterday he tweets again. Like why even acknowledge that? Like the the news cycle about Tim Apple has passed. Mm -hmm. Then he decides to tweet at the very last moment, bringing it completely back in the news cycle. What does it cost him? It just takes away attention from what other shitty things he's doing. That's fair. He goes at a recent roundtable meeting of business executives. And long after formally introducing Tim Cook of Apple, I quickly refer to Tim plus Apple as Tim slash Apple. <laughs> <laughs> as an easy way to save time and words. Yeah. The fake news was disparagingly all over this and it became yet another bad Trump story. Uh, when has he ever had to save time and words? Well, first like, of all, have you ever watched him speak? He rambles forever. It's just pointless because if he just said, oh, my God, the guy's from Apple. I made a mistake. I just said Tim Apple by accident. No one would ki- like even though it's Trump. No one. would. I absolutely shit. agree. Why no. does he have to double down on that? Even would be the dumbest lie because it would be the first time he's ever said I made a mistake. Right. But I'm just saying, all right, let's take. No, Trump no, no. But he sometimes like jokingly be like, you know, we all make mistakes. Even me sometimes. But then he never actually admits to a specific one. Right, right. It's a vague acknowledgement. Yeah. Yes, yes. But um, also the following tweet, making daylight savings time permanent is okay with me. Where's the executive order, Trump? 
Yeah. It wouldn't be. Again, I'm sorry. We're doing what we're saying we shouldn't do. <laughs> but, like, making. You would remove daylight savings. Right. Time, not. You would go back <laughs> to the standard time. <laughs> not keep. No, daylight. Permanent. I want daylight time. I don't want standard time. What's the difference? Right now we're in daylight time, right? No, we're in standard time. This daylight. Standard? The fake time is summer. The you re- the time we had always before was the sta- that's why it's called standard. This, this past is the beginning of daylight savings. Well, time oh, oh I'm sorry. Well, it, yeah, it, because it went. It, I forgot that it flipped over. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm we're saying daylight. I now. want yeah. daylight time. But, a, but why? Because it's be, an hour later. The the sun is uh, okay. You get that extra hour of sun at, at night. But it's uh, but you would just wake up. Apparently, the other there's a lot of like actual beneficial reasons to do this mm-hmm. that people have researched. It's really okay. mostly honestly. It's uh, there's like climate efficient reasons because people are more likely to be up at seven p.m. than they are uh-huh. at six a.m. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be using electricity at seven p.m. Whereas since people are m- mostly sleeping at six a.m. That there's that there's like driving and let fewer car accidents because more people will be driving in daylight. There's fewer crime because p- crim- crime tends to happen more often at nighttime. And mm-hmm. if night starts later, less yeah. time to do your crimes. There's all sorts of like research and estimates about how I'm for it. I'm always so bummed when the yeah. clock set back. It's like officially, you know, like seasonal affective disorder Same. for me. Oh. But the important thing is that. Whichever way you go, it should just not change. Only. Agreed. Yes. Ultimately agreed. There are places in the country where it doesn't change. Arizona. Arizona is one. Hawaii also, right? Maybe. I don't know. That I don't know. That I'm Thanks. not sure. It was created because of farmers. Like farmers yeah. didn't have enough uh, hours in the day to whatever. We don't need that anymore. Yeah. We can conduct. Yeah, business. we barely have any. We have forty farmers in this. Right, and also the world is connected. Like we can do things at any hour. That's why I don't yeah. understand why fucking banks are still open until four p.m. and they <laughs> close. It's like you're you're open only when people can't go to the bank. I I agree with you. Like mo- most people who have a bank account have a job. Right, they're working until yeah. six p.m. I mean, there are some days where it's open. I think some banks now are open till like eight. Some are yes. The generally, they're not though. Mm-hmm. And why is it only open Saturday from like 9 a.m. to 1 p.m.? People got to go party. Got to go get their brunch on. Someone will work those hours if we give it to them. Yeah. The banks can't afford it. They can't afford the extra pay. <laughs> they don't have enough oh, yeah. to pay the, their labor force. We should really <laughs> reduce regulations on them so that yeah. they can stay open a little longer. <laughs> Finally coming around. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> Too okay. many restrictions on banks, I always say. <laughs> Tyra Banks, you mean, though? Who? Tyra Banks. Tyra? Yeah. Lots of restrictions on her. Yeah. Take that bra off. It's too restrictive. <laughs> oh. What's she up to nowadays? I, I haven't heard from Tyra Banks Aren't in a they minute. relaunching uh, America's Next Top, Top Model? Model? Oh. With her still hosting? She's yeah. Launch, launching into the sun. That was good. <laughs> when he said relaunching, I just had a picture yeah. of her, like, strapped to a rocket. <laughs> with Trump's plane that has, no, <laughs> has one dial on it. <laughs> She's joining Trump's Tyra, space force. They take they're sending us on a vacation. <laughs> Get on board. Wow. It's perfectly safe. There's not many dials on this plane. <laughs> Just has an on-off switch. Yeah. No altimeter, whatever that is. Oh, he would never pronounce that right. <laughs> hey, this is my reading of Trump. Okay. He's <laughs> classing it up a little. Altimeter. 
Yeah. That's better. Ladies and gentlemen, your pilot, Tim Apple. <laughs> your pilot, Al Timidu. <laughs> Tim Apple. Al Tim Apple. Did you see that fake uh, that fake gif of Trump taking his hat off with no hair underneath? No. Oh no, I didn't see it's it. It's really bad. Oh though. wait, like it's it's very obvious that it's fake. But someone posted that uh, he took his hat off and forgot he didn't have his tube on. Oh my god! But it's not. It's yeah. very very not real. But and lots of people fell for it regardless. Oh god. Also, it's not like there was an investigation about it. It's not a toupee. Whatever. It's a weave. Yeah. But that's not. I I don't buy that. I'm sorry. I don't buy that because well, why not? Because there's not enough real hair there for it to be a weave. I don't think. But they add the hair. That they sew the hair into his head. Oh, okay. But that's not the same thing as a wig then at that point. No, because a wig is removable. This is like you can't remove it. That shit that's comes w- out. Well, it, it can You could rip it out, but it's like stapled in basically. So, so let me understand this correctly. Mm-hmm. He's bald. He has hair like stapled into his head and then they add extensions to it well he's probably not like fully bald no yeah like the sides of the sides and the back yeah are not bald so he has some of it grown long and then they weave that they weave it hair into into it and then like put it up that gawker article there's a gawker article you have gawker 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 uh you're not even eating popcorn ashley feinberg i have not been eating this whole time uh, no. When Noah's not around, I'm I'm a good boy, <laughs> and we started on time too. Uh, all her. <laughs> uh, so the Gawker article went into excruciating detail. I did see this. It was boiling uh, with with diagrams and everything on how the weave works, and it was like it was the equivalent of seeing this documentary on Michael Jackson to oh be like, God. I'm convinced. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> like I know it's uh, you're funny. right. It, it's it's who funny, cares, but who it's cares? something you think about. It's, it's just that it, here's here's my worry that we, when we overdo this Trump stuff is that he's so he's such a terrible human being and he's such a monster and an idiot and a joke mm-hmm. that I feel that when we get a quote unquote more normal president, it's just going to be like this breath of relief mm-hmm. and no one's going to report on the horrible shit that that person is doing. because so, he's not Trump. So back to normal then. Back to normal. Even in that capacity. A hundred percent. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm rooting for Bernie Sanders because I do think I don't I have my disagreements with him. I, I think he says and does some shit that I really don't like. But he's I think he would be a good president. I think he'd be the first good president in years and years and years. So I hope he wins. But if, if Biden wins, I think we have no hope for the future. First of all, I think he'll lose to Trump. But it, on what on any off chance that he wins, I don't think. I think he'd only be a marginal improvement over Trump. And on top of that, we have the same thing I just said, which is that the media wouldn't cover why he's terrible like they do with Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. Well, that scares the shit. Because he's just me. like your fun uncle. But yeah, but no, the man. other side of it is... <laughs> Who touches I, young girls. Well, yeah. I do feel that uh, people are paying attention right now more because mm-hmm. Trump so. is so bad. And I would hope that they still would pay attention... Even mm. if Biden was in and, and still see these I stories. I think some would, uh, but to, be, to be as charitable as possible. Yes. But I think a lot wouldn't. And I also think one thing that scares me is that, you know, people are paying attention, but I see the media sort of steering them away from Trump criticism that's substantive, that's good, and into Trump criticism that's shitty. Like, why 
isn't he more belligerent to foreign powers and like why is he and his hair and he's kofifi and all this shit like that's all that stuff is funny to make fun of like i'm not saying we shouldn't i feel like that's either it's only that or it's attacking him from the right which i really i really think is a bad idea like he's he's trump like he's liable to hear that either he's a russian stooge or he's you know he's not taking on he's not taking on foreign powers and then he sinks a, a nuclear sub tomorrow you know what i mean because he's trump he has to prove uh, and then he'll go on twitter and say look how good i am at foreign policy and mm-hmm. then he starts world war three you know? he hasn't done anything like that since the syria bombing and that was like the first five minutes of his presidency i hope yeah i hope he's not. been pretty chill with the bomb throwing since right yeah. unless i'm forgetting something well my fear is not him my fear is someone else doing something first mm-hmm. and, then and then we have to rely on trump to yeah get into a war yeah that i don't that's i don't think that's gonna happen i think that i think they're just gonna start a war either in iran or venezuela or both and that's gonna be happening like during the election and they're gonna count mm-hmm. on that to rally people like yeah. you can't get rid of the president change presidents while there's a war going on it worked for bush, bush well, well that bush mean, also ran against the block of wood yeah, yeah. like john Kerry was the, which might happen again i mean yep oh there's a large chance it might happen yeah. again i think all right i think bernie sanders will win a fair primary uh, by a landslide but i i don't trust that there will be a fair primary uh, I, I'm I'm honestly, though, I'm stunned how high Joe Biden is polling. Right. He's it's leading. All the, it's all because of the Obama right. rub. One hundred percent. I think. Sure. It, I'll say 90 percent. And I say 10 percent is dishonest polling. Like they use a lot of landlines and stuff mm. and they get all these olds. Yeah. Who are more. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's my hope that the demographics are skewed because it's landlines. And it's like right. what. Who has a landline? Well, there's that, and then there's also the fact that we're not in primary season yet. Once yeah. he starts doing his get-off-my-lawn shit, and millennials are whiners. And, and there's they, already, like, tons of old quotes and interviews of his that people are dredging up because even before he's officially announced here's the thing, of, like, his horrible like, things he said. I, it's so weird to me how, like, before Obama in 2008 was the uh, Democratic candidate, uh, or even before it was down to him and Hillary— Biden was in the running and Biden to me, I remember I was like, oh, my God, I will take anyone but Biden because he was so bad. Like he was his policies are terrible. He's anti net neutrality. Like that was like pro raising interest rates on credit cards. Like he's awful. Yeah, he's He's totally he's a corporate. He's the corporate Democrat. No on absolving student debt. Like you can't you can't pick you throw a, a dart at a dartboard of policy. He's terrible on it. Uh, he's just like it's not what the Democratic Party is anymore. I feel like in the last two years, it's evolved so much now where you have to have these these issues that people care about for president. For say. president, yeah. yes. There's quite a few fossils in the in oh the Congress. yeah yeah yeah. That's right. I, I mean, like I agree j- with just you. where the national conversation is right now. It's 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 gone. I feel more left for Democrats. Well, s- like seventy percent of people support Medicare for all, including like. More than half of the Republicans in the country, of course, because those Republicans are on Medicare. You know, right. like they're most of them are on Medicare. I mean, this is not hard uh, math to figure out. You know what you should be supporting. He's just—it's a calculation for him where he thinks like all the other people, or most of the other people in the Democratic field, are like 
either more progressive or younger or female or yep. they're a person of color. And he'll just they'll all sort of cancel each other out and he'll get all the people that are, that are just like, I want what I'm used to, just not Trump. I want like an old white guy, but not a, as crazy of an old white guy. So Biden, well, yeah, we know him. That's fine. Well, and he'll just by default win the nomination. But guess what? That's what they did uh, in 2016. Yep. Didn't work out so good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That old white guy didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Um, Poor Martin O'Malley. <laughs> Sad. What about him? Yeah. I re- you know, like, I can't imagine, like. I'm trying to think like okay, oh. uh, Bernie I like Warren I'd like, who else? I'm not really into uh, Pete Buttigieg. Pete who? The India the South Bend Indiana man. Oh, oh yeah, very young and gay and was in the army. I don't he's know. He's never gonna get no. Anyway. But he I seems like a know okay dude. If it would be more embarrassing than sending Trump to the UN to send President Bud Geig, <laughs> that's probably close. Um, I would not if if Kamala Harris runs, I think she loses. She has such a shitty record. Like she has so many things that he can get her on. But he has the I don't know. It's too early. It's too early I, for me to say that anybody would definitely lose. We all thought Trump would definitely lose at this point in the primary season. It's a last different time. game now, though. It's a different. It's, all, game. it's a different game every time. I don't know. It's too More soon so for me to I say think. one way or another on anybody really. Uh, what are the other what are the other front runners? Um, there's Warren. Did you say Booker? There's Klobuchar. There's Klobuchar. Gillibrand. Warren, who I'm not an enti- really huge fan of, said something great the other day, which is that we should break up Google and YouTube and yeah, Facebook. Break, break up big tech. I agree. Do it and then break the fucking banks I up love too. It. I, she wants to do that. I will tell you if we don't break them up, there will be a point sometime in the future where we're bailing them out, just like banks. I can see happen. it. He's going to say we're too big to fail, and you're going to see it. I, I absolutely. Well, I can't see Google. Like, Google is a profit machine, mm-hmm. and they're, they they always change. But they they are they live on the algorithm. Like, every, every facet of their business is a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. So if a part of their business is going to stop being profitable, they're going to either figure out a way to make it profitable or cut that out. Yeah. It all happen overnight. Nothing You're collapses. Right. You're right. Before you can do anything about Who it. Who knows? Who knows what where we'll be in five years? Julian Castro. How do you feel about him? I have no opinion. Better than a lot of the other candidates. But um, has no chance. Gabbard. I I think she's fantastic, but I I think that her like uh, first of all I think she's too antagonistic to the power structure to ever get anywhere. Mm. I think she like Bernie has more of a footing because. He concedes points on a lot of this stuff. Like she just comes out and says, "Fucking these wars are horrible. Like can we just fucking stop these dumbass wars?" Mm-hmm. And she's pretty much, the, she's she's by far the closest to me on on foreign policy and like uh, that kind of thing, you know. But Bernie's definitely not. Bernie's foreign policy is very wishy washy. But I think also she has these quotes from like a long time ago when she was young and stupid yeah. that are gonna sink her too. Yeah. Um, who else? I feel like there's half a dozen people we're forgetting because there's so many fucking people. Running. I like I want Tulsi Gabbard to be in the debates, though, because I think just her presence there will bring these issues up. Well, they're going to have to have like debate part one and two each time. Right. Because there's so many people. Oh, I think there's are. only like a 10 person max, maybe. So they're going to have to it's going to be like random draw who gets in which debate. And there's like an opening act debate and then a headlining debate. Let her be in both. No. 
I want uh, I want to change the rules so that Ilan Omar can run. <laughs> she, I'd vote for her for president. She's great. I'm loving it. Fantastic. She has all the receipts. She will come for Saudi Arabia and Israel. So she's also anti-Muslim then. Are we going to have to have a second she's, resolution right. because of her hate speech she's against Muslim She's both anti-Semitic and is, is, is Islamic. <laughs> she said she criticized Obama the other day. Right. I was like, I was like, uh, the she hates fucking, Kenyans. I was like the guy from South Park that meme with the fucking cum splooge everywhere when he's on the computer. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. She said Obama. She said Obama's was basically Trump with the better PR skills. Well, she didn't name him. She like. It was obvious. Her, her she la- yes, her language was yeah. very careful, but essentially she said, like, our problem started long before Trump. We need to look at our foreign policy and, and, and what we allow just because somebody uh, presents uh, something with, a, with a, a nice smile doesn't mean it, it's, it should be yeah. tolerated. Right. Something like that. And, and then the headlines were like, she went after Obama. Good. She no. did. No. I wish she did say Obama. She walked that back that like she has so much respect for him. She and needs that. to stop walking shit back. I understand why she does it, so I'm not like mad at her. My but. still favorite thing about her was that time she did that song about Michelle Obama and what a whore she is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a different person. What? I thought that's why she stopped person. doing those YouTube videos because no, she ran no. for office. <laughs> Dad, she called her out by name. She wasn't shy then. <laughs> You are terrible. Milan Omar, everybody. Says it with such love. <laughs> He's committed. He's committed to dick In case you can't hear, I'm going to sing it along with her. So you can. There we go. I love having sex with Obama's cock. Michelle Obama, you stole my man. I am Metic. I love Obama's cock. Michelle Obama, you stole my man. My punani, my punani. My coochie, my coochie. One more time. We learned the word bedmatic from this song. I never knew that. I had to look it up. Is that like craftmatic? Yes, basically. <laughs> oh. Glad we could bring her back for a little, <laughs> little political humor. She's uh, very talented, I would say. Yeah, well, she's a queen. She's not she so good at the very lyrics. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is she Ilhan Omar or the devil? I'm confused now. Or both. She's oh very my beautiful. <laughs> total fucking dewclaw. It's a total waste of skin and life. Total waste of skin and life. <laughs> oh, man. He hasn't said anything stupid lately, has he? He's, uh, his management has been really good about yeah. keeping him under control. And... Uh, also, he, he's, like, been off Twitter. He's on tour right now doing oh. Jimi Hendrix covers. So it's what? just an accident. What? Yes. Why? There's an experienced Hendrix tour. Frosthill traffic. Yeah, I think he's just playing. He's not oh. singing. Who else is on there? I think. Hold on. Let me see. 
excuse me while I kiss the sky. It sounds very troubling already. Oh, foxy lady. Here's, here's him doing fire. Just playing guitar, though, or the whole thing? I think he's just playing guitar. In Russia, I think I just heard somebody say something like It's in Pompano Beach, Florida. <laughs> Pompano. Stand next to your fire. It does sound like this. Good evening. He's the Earth. I'm going to turn up the heat a little bit right now, speed things up a little bit. Oh, maybe he does sing. Johnny Lang. Oh, God. Who's that? He was like when, like, Kenny Wayne Shepard was a thing. It was like those young, white, like, blues guitarist thing, like, 15 years ago. He was one of them. You don't care for me. How'd they not think of letting Dave Mustaine sing this? I mean, it's, it's so much better. He probably didn't want to. But hey, All right, that's fair. Is there a single black person on the stage? It's just old white dudes doing There's another. There's another one where, where uh, it's Billy Cox. Who? Billy Cox singing who? A black guy. Are you a fan of Cox? Billy Cox? Isn't that the Ty Bo guy? That's really blanks. Voodoo chili! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do you mean? It's... Oh, it says chili right here. Billy Cox is 79 years old. And I'd never heard of him before. I'm you looking know. at the paper. It says chili. I'm <laughs> <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix sucks anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just does two songs on this tour. That's kind of weird. Oh, he's, he's going on a whole tour to do two songs? They boy. wheel him out to do two songs yeah. a night, and that's... Oh Pretty good money, I guess. The tour is his block, uh, <laughs> wherever he lives. No, there. it's a legit t- uh, uh, tour, like with Dweezil Zappa's on it, Joe Satriani, Zach Wilde. Who, who's, who wants to see this? Old people yeah. with money. <sighs> who they could probably... They're probably doing clubs doing like $80, $90 shows, probably doing mean greets, making that money. They should just cover every shitty classic rock. Not shitty. They probably will. This is probably like the trial balloon and now it works. And next year it'll be like the who or some shit. Billy Joel. The kinks. (laughs) Billy Joel. Oh, my God. Could you? (laughs) A bottle of red. A bottle of white. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. No, the pants upon your appetite. <laughs> Brendan and he were still going steady in the summer of 79. You know, honestly, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, let's do it. Let's record that. I'm into it. <laughs> All right. It has been an absolute pleasure 
for you to tune in. Hopefully the audio. Uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure for them. Yeah, okay. it, it, it's it's a pleasure for us, all of us, to have oh. you tune in. Oh, okay. I we were like, that's what I meant. Okay. Jewy ASMR. <laughs> in your ears. Uh, I do want to apologize. There were some audio issues at the top of the show, at the very really? early beginning of the show. Rob just farted into the mic. Oh, but Rob. They, no, they were all right. But thank you for sticking through it. It got way better after like five minutes. So you're all right. You're good. Mm-hmm. You're good. You, di- you didn't. You didn't miss anything. It's just it sounded not as good as the rest of the show, but it's fine. So. Is it something I did? Yes. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> you want any plugs? Uh, yes, please. Uh, follow us on social media. We post every day. We're on Facebook.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. On Twitter, we are MI Livecast. You pick up a shirt or a ton of different types of merch. I'm burping. Give me a second. Let me catch my breath. Okay. You can pick up merch. Go to MetalInjection.net slash Livecast. Hit the merch button. All the money you contribute to the show, all of our proceeds, <laughs> go back into making this show better. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Danny we'll be filth. back. Wait, oh, yes. Thank yeah. you, Danny Filth of Cradle of Filth, for taking some time uh, right after soundcheck. He could have been uh, playing soccer or uh, watching a movie, but uh, he hung out with us for a few minutes. So thank you to him. Catch them on tour. One more thing. Uh, Trump's hair. Th- thank plugs. you to Trump's plugs. <laughs> right. Good point. Trump's weave. And uh, we'll see. We'll see you next week. No, we'll be back. We'll be back at full.
total fucking do claw. What you trying to do? What you want to do? What you trying to do? Total waste of skin and life. Go to hell. Hashtag RIP a legend. Shoulder to shoulder with them. Yeah, yeah. I done done it again. I got another one. I keep in my pocket. I got another one. You don't belong here. Done 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 done. Still be in Miami and jet skiing in the ocean with a shark. This is New York City. And a BC on a brick and pay double. The world comes here. The Christian African American God knows what. Then they call me a Jew bastard. Go to hell. 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 Love